later on confirmed. Navi is a kind of tired of simple because uh, when you have a like super rock star in your team and you need to uh, adjust all your uh, everything that, that you do to, the, to this person, it's kind of hard. Best eSports odds. VIP program and a variety of bonuses. Fast and easy withdrawals. Bet on every possible CSGO match and tournament. As well as any other esports game. Only on 22Bet. Are you tired of your boring old skins and looking for beautiful new ones? Trade.gg is your place to go for easy and secure trades within seconds. Simply pick and choose whatever item you want to trade from Trade.it's huge inventory. Verify the trade on Steam and you're ready. With the lowest fees in the market and a beautiful, easy to use UI, Trade.it also offers you the option to instantly sell your items for cash. We accept a wide variety of payment methods. Trade.gg is the go-to place whenever you want to try out fancy new skins. Start trading today at Trade.it.gg. Hello and welcome to HLTV Confirmed for one of the craziest F-ing, I can't swear at the beginning of the episode, are going to be demonetized weeks and um, episodes of, of HLTV Confirmed. We have so many news to discuss, including simple stepping down from Navi. And that's not even like, not even maybe the craziest. Maybe there are some other crazier news that, that are happening today. I'll just be brief with the introduction so we have more time to speak. Uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, 22Bet, Steel Series, and Traded.gg. Thank you guys for making the show possible. And uh, let's uh, introduce the guests before anything else. Striker, we all know you just broke uh, the simple simple story. How does that feel? Uh, pretty good because it's always nervous when you drop something that as big as that, when you're talking about literally like the greatest player of all time. But glad, glad to have that confirmed so fast because everybody would be like, what is, yeah, what's happening? is the striker guy for real but uh yeah it's it's a big one congrats on that people asking where is sponge sponge is down under it's uh he's actually i think he posted a picture with his dad for a, for a birthday or something so he's not available this week he's going to be back next week for for the next episode but we have a bunch of guests first two uh are going to be bobski and krl uh let's start let's start with the guy in the castle over here krl <laughs> hey I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited about, uh, about the show and uh, all the news we have today. You're muted out, Prof. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> still, still muted. I thought you, it was you... me lagging out. <laughs> no, I... me too. <laughs> we are so He's about. literally trolling everyone, but I mean, try, you're going to have to Here say go, go soon. I touched my mic and I'm muted. Uh, let's myself. go. I am fired now. Um, let's uh, just to give a short introduction for people that don't know you, because like in the French scene, your bio is biggest French streamer, if I'm correct. But CS2 streamer, I think it says. CS2 streamer, let's go. But you're uh, essentially like a legendary French IGL in, in Source, played a bit of CSGO, went into streaming, and you also started your own 
organization, Gen One, right? Yes. You, you scammed face it for hundred hundred K or something like that. I heard one, on one the million. forums. One million. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you bought, bought the castle with that, right? Exactly. 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 Go. Uh, yes, uh, I'm a I'm a lucky man. Uh, uh, my my stream uh, worked very good in France. And I used to play a long time ago with some uh, French chaison uh, that everyone knows, Sharks, NBK, RPK, Smith, uh, in Very Games, in Rocat, and also in uh, LDLC. So and, strong uh, connections uh, helping you get some get some leaks out there they, these past couple of a couple of months even right. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I like to talk with people about Counter Strike. I'm a very passionate guy. So, uh, yes, I have some info sometimes. Nice. Well, Bobski, uh, yeah. everyone knows you. They can call you. Badly. What is what is your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite nickname? Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't mind. I think then my people in Denmark call me Bob, so they can they can keep with that if you okay. want to. And do you Better like Bobski? Yeah, that that's do the you like, one. Um, what Striker called you the number one Danish analyst? Mm, I think I also am the only one. No, oh no, Pimp is also here. <laughs> so, Pimp is also here. So I think you have to put me second, or else I'm gonna get in trouble at work. Unless uh, Pimp is cancelled, uh, I saw on Reddit there's, yeah, there's so some stuff going good. on. Not the first time. No, I think Pimp is uncancelable, but by, by <laughs> he bounced back. He bounced back more times than MSL uh, after losses. So let's uh, now that we have the table set, we uh, we can start with uh, not the not the simple, not the Shiro that that we heard about just recently. Let's start with what we plan to talk about first, but uh, we got more news coming out. Essentially, the heroic situation. Um, what the fuck happened? We have this team. I think uh, Bobski, you put out a good tweet uh, about like their the the speech Acadian had at the major um, in the semifinals yeah. before they got eliminated. Uh, how everything is great. How you like trust the team like no one before. And in a span of a couple of months, everything fell apart. So can you shine some light on what happened? How does this team, after being like the biggest team team yep. that we have, just crumble essentially? I mean, for my part, they are probably still the best team in, in Denmark for the last four years. So it's crazy that in the span of four months that they're already here, almost expanding in every direction. Um, I think they realized probably that they couldn't win the big titles in the middle of this year. I think Cologne, where they lost to Australis, was a crucial point for them, really. They, they had to win and they lost. And after that, their confidence has just been zero. And I think it caused a lot of issues internally. And... From what they said, it kind of made them remove Kadian, right? Yeah, uh, Striker. When you heard about this, what is the what is the first what is the first thought? I mean, remember how we talked about like at the beginning when this was just like very early rumors. We were talking about how like there's no way unless something really, really like badly broke down between the players. There's no way this is like competitive related. Like this has nothing to do with the team not being good enough and blah, blah, blah. We were talking about this, like the only way this could have happened is if there's either some problems with the ownership or there's like a big breakdown between the players. I, one thing I would like to add already that I don't think is true about the statement is that when they say Stabby and... Uh, Stabby, oh my God, sorry. <laughs> Stown St 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 and Yevi didn't... Like, I don't think those two were the main reason that Kadian was out. Like, in this world, nobody kicks people just on two person's opinion. Like this has obviously been a team agreement. Tessas and Shoes has 100% been on board as well, where they was like, okay, we need to get rid of this guy for some reason. And yeah, I, I think the, that's really the, the important factor. 
does anyone have a reason because like it it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to be like okay let's kick our igl what is the what is the plan from that like what are you going to do if you kick Kadian? who is going to come in and be a replacement i think what matters is what has happened in negotiations like once heroic contacted uh, the whole team and said what is happening they said we want to get rid of Kadian. fair enough but has it been said that Stabby, uh, oh my God! I'm just, <laughs> you're, you're just say that. Yeah, so Stabby would have been, if they said at the negotiations, we will resign if you do what we say, then they have completely fucked up heroic. But if they never talked about like resigning deals before kicking him, I don't think they've done too much wrong. That's that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, was there is there a IGL that makes sense to add to this roster that are like okay, if we're kicking Kadian, we have someone that is gonna come in and be better. I think it depends on how much money Heroic is willing to splash, right? There is a lot of IGLs out there. I, I think Magisk is... Yeah, exactly. Magisk can, can be an IGL. I think if they were willing to bend the bank on him or they could probably get Snappy from ends, he would probably like to return to a Danish team at some point. Um, so I think they had options, um, but maybe they took it a, a step too far with Kate and Kadian already. I'm not sure. Yeah, but that, that's kind of the, the thing for me. Usually how these things work are... It does. It does kind of happen most likely that the player gets fucked, which would be Kadian in this uh, situation, because he would find out when everything is kind of done, or at least almost done, and he wouldn't really have a chance to. Maybe he would miss on a on a chance to go to a to a different team, right? Yeah. Uh, it seems like in this in this case, like the heroic to Kadian thing happened much earlier than it would in a normal organization. So, can someone KRL maybe fill me in? How does this? Does this seem weird to you from like how you see other teams do it? Weird? No, I, I like I like it. We know the truth. And but I wanted to, to say something about Kadian because uh, for me, it was the soul of the team. And I don't think it's uh, it's honest from Eric to, to kick him, even if the, the player wants it. Wants it. Uh, I think uh, Kadian bro uh, brought uh, Eric on the top. So can you, how can you kick this guy? I think it's, I don't know. I used to be a captain and game leader. It's a, it's a position with everything is very, very hard. You work harder than the other. You, t you need to to, uh, to get the stuff done. And uh, I think he did a lot, a lot on Heroic. And uh, big respect on him. I think it's very tough to, to hurt from your players. They want to kick you out. And uh, when they made, when he made you, you know, I think he made, uh, he made Staven, he made Jabi. Uh, well, not Jabi, was pretty relevant before, before coming on Eric, but uh, uh, Refresh, uh, Shush, uh, all those guys in Eric who, who came and uh, he, he gets them very, very strong. Quite hard for him, but I like the communication of Eric. It's good. It's good. Uh, that's what I do in Gen 1 in France. We say everything. When we, when we kick uh, our, our sniper recently, uh, I said exactly what happened. He wanted to bring a fight with a manager. We say it. People need to know. I think it's very important. It's like... Uh, I think e-sport is like uh, football uh, 30 years ago, you know? No one wants to say shit. Like, uh, we, we are, ah, no, you know, we're not going to say this. Let's say this and make things uh, look beautiful to everyone. We know, we know. Uh, everyone is going to know uh, at some point. So let's tell the truth and, uh, and see what's going to happen. I think one thing to just quickly add, I think in esports, 
you can't really control the communication in the same way because there's people will catch on bullshit. Like if you start lying and start saying weird sh shit, people will literally dig down to it and find out what is wrong. Like if they said this, that due to internal er errors and different visions, we have binged uh, these guys for the foreseeable future. Like, come on, like Overdrive would write the uh, next day that it's bullshit and they're getting sold to Australia. So I think it's a good idea that they're controlling the communication. Maybe they do it a little bit rough, but uh, I still like it. I think it reminds me a little bit of like how the Russian speaking teams do it a lot of the time because there's so much flow of information there that like you don't get away with shit. Like you have to say yes. whatever is happening, like most of the time at least, you know. So I yeah, I, I kind of understand that that part of it as well. And it's I mean I mean it's also obvious like what it is directed at. Like it's both aggressive and passive aggressive towards Astralis <laughs> because it's like about the whole like the last line of the the statement that said something like, We're willing to negotiate about our players with like what was it? What was the line exactly? I forgot what, what, what it was, but basically, like insinuating that, that professional what, approach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that have a professional approach, and that's obviously like the insinuation there is that the Stralis didn't do it by the book. Whether they did or not, we don't know. I mean, the Stralis haven't exactly responded to any of these rumors. They don't like to talk publicly about anything that's going on behind the scenes, even if they're called out like this. Until you're Nikolai Nyholm and want to talk to me, apparently, I don't understand what the, where that came from. By the way. Uh, I, th I think it's like kind of against the general Astralis policy, but that guy just goes ham every time. But these um, two, these two yeah. orcs are also so far on the like spectrum. Like heroic yeah. is just like no bullshit, and they try to frame it their way. And then Astralis would say like, if they had benched Yabians down, they would have said like different visions. Like the the way they handled the the conflict case, like they took all the shit. I felt like even though they could right. probably have been a little bit more transparent of what actually happened. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely a precedent to be this this kind of frank about things. And uh, uh, at the same time, I think it it does put it puts like some pressure on Astralis uh, from the from the viewers and the fans and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, if they manage to get these players and if I mean, that team looks pretty sick, right? If, if they get Yabians down, I don't know who they replace. But out of the three players that we know, it's not going to be Blame F or or um, or Device for sure. So whoever they replace, the the result that they have is a pretty sick team that is going to have good results. And then pretty fast, everyone's just going to be an Astralis fan, just like they were before. And like even when Heroic was doing well, it took like so so long for them to have like any imprint. I feel like in Denmark with Bobski, you can confirm this, but it seems yeah. I mean. I can talk a little bit about the, the viewership. Like in TV2, we had no viewership when Heroic started, but obviously, as you know, everybody loves a winning team. And I think Heroic really built uh, upon that. And Astralis has not been really in a really big playoff. Obviously, they were at Cologne both this year and last year, but like consistently, they didn't really make playoffs. So we started actually seeing TV, uh, Heroic increase in viewers and more and more people became like fans of the team. So I think teams realize that it's crucial to to grow as a team um, and also as an organization, then you need to spend money on players because the resource is really what matters. But here's yeah. here's something I'm curious about that I'm not necessarily sure whether there was actually any big plan is like, okay, if you're Stown and Yabi and obviously the other two, if you're what you're saying is true that like everybody kind of agreed on this as a team. And I agree with that, you know, like unless you have at least an understanding from the other two guys, you're not going to make that move on your own. You're like, you're not just going to go to the org and say, nope. like, it's just the two, the two of us against Kadian. If it was just the two of them against Kadian, Maybe there's a world where Heroic actually decided to go with Kadian because Shush and Tessas are still pretty good players to have, right? This is what I think happened, okay? So okay. this is just my five cents. I think they came home from an event. I think they realized, okay, we need to get rid of Kadian. 
while they got rid of Kadian, I expect Yabi and Stown to have been approached by other teams. And then they kind of already went with the decision to remove Kadian. And then they kind of like, okay, we, we also want to do something else. So now Kadian is out the door, but those two are also leaving. That's what I think happened. I'm not really sure. Uh, like, I, but... I think it's an unfortunate timing. I understand that there's responsibilities on both sides. Yeah, but I, what I'm talking about is like, if you're those guys, like if you kick Kaden, you must have some sort of a plan in mind, right? Like what's the what's the solution to this problem? Because I mean, we even had a piece about this, like how do we heroic replace Kaden? Because you have an Opera IGL. That's not a person you just replace one-to-one. -one. It is impossible, literally. Like there's nobody who can come in and replace him and in, in just like his role specifically. So you either have to have your existing players take on the op or the IGL or both and then take on like somebody, somebody new, right? So what was the original plan is my question. Like, was it just that one was going to, was going to opt, they're going to get an IGL. Like they were talking, like if they were talking to Magisk, but that didn't work out. Like, what was the plan? Like if you kick a guy, you must have a, some sort of a plan. Yeah. I mean, go, prof, go. No, I mean, that, that is, that is one option. The other is like the, the, the worst option. And someone is posting in chat, like Richard Lewis said on stream that he heard that Yabi and Stavn gave the ultimatum because they never thought Heroic would remove Kadian. So they thought that they would get benched and Astralis could swoop in. <laughs> like this is like the, no way. this is the tinfoil hat uh, kind of, not even in a bad way. Like this is also what, what I thought could be a thing before I heard that the kind of the whole team was probably for removing Kadian. But but it wouldn't be, wouldn't be that crazy considering like how these Heroic Astralis transfers happened in the past and in general how Astralis transfers happened in the past would be like even back when when the Hunden thing happened like he was approached then he was like mm, maybe I'm sick for a bit and then maybe ah oh, maybe I take some leave and stuff like that and then with there is also some um, some more than that I can, but there there is like almost a way that it seems like they want you to kind of put yourself in a position where you're not wanted by the team anymore so Astralis can get them more easily. And this is just how it seems. I'm not saying this is 100% facts. I mean, I can just talk from experience. So like, there's, <laughs> uh, as, like there was a guy called Casper. He would contact you before uh, you even woke up and had run a marathon before that as well. He was like, he was like very crazy on terms of like getting the mind to being healthy and so on. But uh, he always contacted you five in the morning, called you and he would like, ask uh, hey do you have a lawyer do you do do this what like they would always try to find loopholes but every team does this like nobody's interested in paying 200k dollars for a player if they can get him for like a lawyer fee of 500 bucks right so this is always the first option and it's kind of how cs is a little bit unprofessional because they often just go around the organization and just directly talk to the player and let him know their thoughts but the interesting is like there's need to be a good agent to cover them from from this like approach because once they start talking with the team then the team at some point realizes that they are talking with them and then they kind of get into a bad situation now Stown and yabi only has the opportunity to join astralis probably and astralis can low bid them like they can say okay you want a 20k dollars we give you 10k now because we know heroic doesn't want you back like it's a very smart tactic in nego negotiations and i think it's also some of the implementation, the guy from football, uh, Herschelt, who who did FC Copenhagen's negotiations back in the day that he has brought to to uh, the esports world. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is like you kind of soil the you soil the relationship with your original team and then there's no going back. So yeah, you're saying they can only go as to Astralis, but they can also go to any other team that's not heroic. It seems like 
I mean, yeah, even I mean, though Heroic said that they are still willing to negotiate, it doesn't really seem likely that this is going to happen. No, but this is what, what happened back with me. Like, I spoke with Australis, we kind of agreed, okay, I want to join. And then they kind of, like, I, because I was also interested in joining, Don't I'm not saying they were the only bad guy, I was also the bad guy. Like, I wanted to join that team, but I remember North, they tripled the amount of salary and money they offered to, like, Mad Lions back then. But I didn't want to talk to those guys because I already had my mind there. So I just, strictly from, like, working together with them, saying, hey guys, you can speak with whoever, but I'm not joining any team except Astralis. Like, that's what, what I said. Mm. And then they were like, okay, but we will push you into something. Then I didn't hear anything from them six days. And they were after, like, we found a solution. And then I got transferred to Astralis, right? So there's a lot of psychology in this. And I think Heroic and Astralis will play out the same way. Yeah. And what happened if uh, Heroic uh, uh, keep uh, Staven and, uh, and Jabi on the I, bench? I, the, the, on the like, bench? No, yeah, they lose money. Yeah, but, but they don't care. They have a big investor. Uh, someone who put big money now in uh, in Heroic. I mean, there will be a sports director who's so... like too proud to say like I will I will just keep these guys bench. But then the CEO is guy is like, hey, why are you guys spending 40k a month on these guys who are not even playing? Like, please get rid of them. So I understand it's a hard pill to swallow, but I think they will find a solution. That's I mean, especially mindset. especially if you find a solution that's outside of Astralis, because it's obvious from the heroic statement that they don't want to deal with Astralis at this point exactly because of the relationship souring. There's a lot of history there, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that's like from the statement, it's just very clear, right? And just generally from their history, regardless of what their ownership is now, there are some still are some of the same people in charge of, of Astralis, or at least at the top, top positions. But, um, but what I was going to say is that... Um, there's still an option for them to go somewhere else, right? And that would be completely acceptable to Heroic, at least, you know, assuming that they can't actually try to find a way to keep them. At this point, that doesn't seem likely, considering what they said about them. And, like, if I was down in the Abbey, I probably wouldn't appreciate uh, having this be told about me publicly, you know, some of these behind-the-scenes uh, things. So for Heroic at this point, I mean, they, they would be wishing for, like, a Falcons to come in and, and try to buy them out, right? But I think the players always get their will in the scene because in football, their contract is maybe five years or something like this. Uh, but in esports, it's like very short. So like the players often just know, okay, I will just bench myself for a couple of months and then it will like happen what I want naturally. Yeah. I mean, the problem becomes if like, obviously for Hoi, the problem becomes if Estralis uh, does do the typical thing, as I said on Twitter, and I will stand by that because they have done that on many times where they just sign players ahead of time like so far ahead of time that like there's no option for them just uh, other than to either get an earlier transfer or have to wait out the bench. And that just then hamstrings uh, Heroic into having to consider either, you know, paying, wasting that money while they're on the bench or at least getting some money back from Astralis for like an early buyout, you know. But that hasn't happened as far as I can tell. There's not actually anything signed with Astralis at the moment. So there's still some chance for both Heroic to find a different solution or maybe also for Stown and Yabi to realize that maybe Astralis isn't just the only uh, interested party. For KRL, uh, do you see them going to Falcons or Vitality? Those two guys? No, I don't think so. No? I, I don't think uh, Vitality will go for a Danish guy again. <laughs> Bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> they had <But>, enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other aspect about this uh, that that we need to talk about about the Yabi and and the and I mean, Katie and we're going to talk about later when we talk about Liquid because that's like the right. rumor, main rumor. When you have Ryan and Roke who who reported on this uh, quite a bit. So about Astralis or the or the heroic side. I, I mean, from 
Yeah, go ahead. Just it was like quickly just saying the Astralis poaching. I just think like all teams does this. Like I think uh, Falcons is also doing it now with different teams. Like it, it's just a very normal thing in esports. I just think it's because they have been a bit more publicly speaking about it and with you to discussing with Newholm on Twitter as well. It doesn't help it. Yeah, I mean it doesn't for sure. Um, but it's that it's like he also came at me because I thought he thought I was judging him or judging his straws for that. I literally just like, I just know that it's an effective business tactic. That's literally everything that I've ever said. Like I have never said that this is obviously, you know, if you talk to players like 12 months in advance and, you know, cut the organization out of the talks for months, you know, and stuff like that, then that's a bit like, I'm not, I'm not going to say scummy, you know, but it is definitely like not, not in good faith in terms of like trying to get those players out. Right. But obviously, like once those talks get serious, you should you should always go to the organization, you know. Otherwise, it yeah. just doesn't really make sense. And I know that actually, like the Louvre agreement has some sort of a, a clause in it that those teams, at least between each other, can't do this, can't go around each other's backs. Otherwise, they can get penalized. That's also part of why they got uh, fined but, for the Hunden situation. What, what are the penalties? I mean, they got fined. How much was it? Like 100k for the Hunden situation? Ooh. I think so. And that was that was basically because of them breaking that rule, you know, that they were not necessarily breaking that rule, but also because they were like having there was some conflict of interest as well, obviously, you know, with Hunden kind of working for Astralis at the same time as Heroic and Astralis being a partner at that time and that being a problem with the Louvre agreement. And they get, did get fined a decent chunk, you know, so it's not like this is completely acceptable behavior in terms of everybody, but esport or like CS as a whole. You're right. Like this is that this is 100% happening yeah. all the time. There is no many organizations anti-poaching like gen like in League of Legends or in maybe some like NFL or whatever American sports that that have anti-poaching rules. Like in general, they don't. It's not. They don't exist on a game basis. Let's say. Yeah. So but I mean, is... still, still, there are obviously a lot of orgs who do the who do it by the book. You know, like from from what I've talked to some people, like behind the scenes, there's still plenty of orgs who will just go straight to to organizations, you know, and talk first there before they kind of get in touch with the players directly, or you, they do it through the agent, you know, they say, say to the agent, okay, we're interested. Can we tell can we talk to the team about this and blah, 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 you know? So it's like, it's not like it's, uh, it's everybody does it, but it is fairly common practice. Let's say that. Yeah. Let's just uh, touch on the Vox Pop. Uh, we asked a very simple question based on what you know now. Do you think Yabby and Stalin did something wrong? Just to kind of get the community community gauge on how they feel about this. Uh, we'll look at the at the poll results. There is a simple yes and no. Let's see, Lucas, when we have the thing ready. Hello. Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's uh, one of the most one-sided one-sided polls that we have. I think it's pretty obvious how the community feels. And like, yeah, Stone did, did tweet like, oh, the truth will come out. But yeah, he didn't you... talk about it. So we yeah, have these uh, heroic points. So it's, maybe we... It's very easy to say that without yeah. saying anything else, you know, for a very long time. So it's we'll see. I mean, we'll see where that goes. It's like the truth will come out, but not from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of, it, it's, it's interesting. We didn't have something like this uh, in a, in a long time. I know Ryan tweeted something about like putting, you know, your young players under the bus or so, something like that. But at the end of the day, if this is what they what claim happened, it is, yeah. then, you know, they're also adults that are being paid like serious salaries. So they should, you know, just be responsible for their actions. It's not like they're, you know, a 16 year old that just started joined the scene or something. They've been playing for, for years now on a professional level. So you kind of have to stand behind your your actions. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out. I'm sure there will be uh, there will be more information, more juice coming out. It's, it's impossible to stop at this at this point. 
uh let's talk about uh, the 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 french side a bit more i think we can start because we're still talking about the the danes we can continue on the danes and the french team and zonic was kind of i think all of this started with the zonic move like all of these roster moves started with zonic being like fuck this i'm going to falcons and that signaled to everyone like okay falcons are serious they're going to be spending a lot of money maybe some people like overestimated shared some numbers that were like oh maybe 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 too big maybe not too big let's let's start with this i think the biggest talking point that people talk about i, I saw it like quite a few times is like zonic is getting 1.2 million per year uh dollars or euros or whatever is this is this bullshit or is it not bullshit i think it's bullshit uh i think you have uh, you have big bonus to activate on this contract and maybe you can reach that if he uh, if he achieve everything like winning a major being uh, top one HL tv for uh, for six months or something like that i'm sure there is a lot of uh, big bonus on his contract but from what i heard he uh, he has the same salary as uh, in vitality but with a very uh, easy bonus to activate like to get him uh, 15k or 20k more uh, monthly so uh, for sure so he's getting pay, he's getting pay more than, than, than vitality yeah, that's, like, that's so, a more realistic number is like 1.2 per two years rather than one year, basically. Yeah, maybe. Because that would that would amount to like 50k a month, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, what he has been saying, and people are like, no, no way, this is true. Is he's saying like his salary is more or less the same as it was in Vitality, which technically, with what you're saying, is correct because like this is his salary, but then there are bonuses on top of that. And, yes. Like, performance bonuses are pretty common from what I know, I think, especially for, for coaches. Yeah, but uh, if, you, if you have Nico uh, Monizy in your team and uh, you have bonus if you are top uh, top 15 world. Uh, it's almost like that's a big failure if you don't match that more like that it is Come a on. success that you do. <laughs> Come on. But yeah. I, like from my like from what I know, I also think it was not his plan to ever join Falcons. I think they actually capitalized on Vitality being a little bit cheap. From what I know, and I think it's been public somewhere that Vitality was looking to cut costs, and I think they offered him a, a pretty shitty salary. And then I don't think they believed that Sonic could probably get like a really good salary elsewhere. And then Sonic probably searched the market for hmm, where can I get anything, and then Falcons contacts him gets a good amount of money and then I guess uh, Vitality comes calling back like, hey, we'll give the same. But then he kind of felt like they already pushed him out the door. That's that's just what I... Yeah, yeah but we, uh, Zonic is already the, the coach uh, who is getting the, the biggest pay in the industry. Yes, it's yes. normal. Uh, you have five majors, so uh, he deserves it. But uh, I think Vitality uh, wanted to, to load on the salary uh, and uh, including uh, Magisk. Uh, but... Uh, uh, they have uh, they have a lot to pay and they uh, they need to resign Zaibu next year. Yeah, so, that's... Uh, so that's uh, I think that's the main thing for uh, for them. And uh, I don't know uh, Zonic uh, Zonic didn't wanted to get uh, a lower pay. That's normal when you win uh, EM Rio Major Paris, especially the major in Paris. For Vitality was very huge and very important for the team and for the for the organization uh, and for the fan as well uh and uh and also they won the gamers eight so uh so he, he didn't deserve to get a lower paid but uh, that's that's on that's on vitality they shouldn't have paid him uh, so much money uh, uh in the first time yeah this is kind of normal in other sports when you have like a really successful team you simply don't have enough salary 
because all the players are rising in value. You don't have mm-hmm. enough money to pay them all. And I think when I look at Vitality's lineup, I'm pretty sure Magisk is one of the highest paid. Saibu is definitely one of the highest paid. Apex is insanely well paid as well. They bought out Spinks for a shitload of money and they have the most expensive coach in the world. Like I understand that they need to cost cost. But uh, yeah, and I just think it's a, a result of those factors that made Sonic leave and potentially Magisk. Yeah, I mean, he can. He obviously, like, especially if you go to Falcons and they tell you, okay, we can match the salary that you had, and plus here are these bonuses, and then Zonic goes back to Vitality. I'm like, oh, this is like a real offer that I have on the table. So what are you going to do about that? And they're going to be like, yeah. So obviously, like, if that, you were that's treated exactly that way, what happened. That's exactly I mean, what happened. exactly, like, Zonic told them, oh, I have this offer on the table. Can you uh, align on it? They say no, <laughs> no, we can't. Sorry, bro, have fun, and uh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when when you put it like that, it is pretty obviously the debris for flames thing was also motivated from the same angle, right? Because you're getting a player that's coming for zero buyout and has like a good future, and you can probably pay him a bit less because he he was an OG, he wasn't like in a top top team, yeah. so he is just going to be economically and long term a, a great solution. And when you think about it, like. If you think about, and this is why it's so annoying that, that we don't have more insight on like salaries and stuff like that, because it would open up the discussions a bit, a lot more. If you, if you think that you want me to you're paying, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, sure. So some of the best players in the world, obviously I'm not fully up to date with everyone, but some of those I know gets around 40 to 50 K a month. Of those are like the yeah. highest paid. I think from like a coach perspective, there's obviously a knockdown because the longevity and the value of them is a little bit less. But Sonic was on like a really high level, like really high level. So when you have this, when you have this much amount of of money flowing into salaries every single month, they need to cut costs. And I think you also, when you say we have Saibu, it's a really big factor for why people want to resign because you get sticker money, you get good placements. Like he's such a big factor of why you're making like good placements. So they can maybe like, I'm not sure what Flames gets, but like he could probably have got more somewhere else, but he wants to play with Saibu. He wants that sticker money. He wants to win a major. Like Liquid, for example, I think that was kind of the rumor of other team, another team that was looking into Flames. And they were, uh, they were they a were lot pro- of team. They were probably willing to, Liquid was most certainly willing to pay I more. I mean, Flames was, from everything that I heard, Flames was literally the, the most sought after player of the last top season. Like that he got so many different offers or like yep. at least people asking about him. He was the biggest, like exactly because of what you were talking about, you know, that he was free. He would, It was a free transfer, so you wouldn't have to pay for a buyout. And, you know, for a top team, he would be happy to join a top team that is capable of winning, you know, because he's been an OG that was pretty far off that mark, you know. So, of course, he's going to have a lot of offers, especially with that, with the fact that he's also young. Uh, we are speaking about money, you know, like player like uh, Flamesy, where they, are, they don't have contract anymore. They, are, they have a, a bonus on the on the signature of the contract. They have big yeah. bonus as well. So, so that's crazy for the player. You, you 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 have no team. You have ten offers, and you can if you want to go to the money, you can go to the money. But Flamesy really wanted to play for Vitality, to play with Pinks, to play for Apex, and and uh, and play yeah. with Zaiwu, of course. I mean, just what I wanted to say, like if you knew, for example, I'm just going to throw out a number that Dupree was being paid like thirty thousand, and you can get Flames for fifteen thousand. Everyone would be like, okay, this makes. 100% makes sense. Yeah. No one would be like, oh, why are they benching Dupree if you had that information? I'm not saying these are the numbers, but I'm also but, like, it's not widely off either. Right? From from what I know, they, they were already talking with Flamizy before the major Paris. So yeah, yeah. That, that's I what I heard. I, the same. Yeah, so it's, 
it was supposed to happen after the major so and they won it and they did it i mean uh, i know the flames was like kind of without a contract for a while and he just did like mini extensions on on og to play out the season kind of so he was purposely yeah. not extending like for two years or something so he could just get into a better Th situation. that's a good move from a prodigy agency they did really well on that there yeah. we go um, that actually reminded me of one thing you know i know that this is kind of backtracking to the heroic conversation but i just wanted to add one thing from what I understood, Stown and Yabi don't have representation. And that just made me think when you were talking, Bupski, about you know how usually agents will prevent you from pulling shit yes. like this because they understand that it's a potentially very risky move to make, you know, if you are um if if you are a player, you know. So um that's something that just adds to that conversation. I just realized that that's something that i we I forgot to say. I mean, the negotiations is the biggest value agents bring in the scene. Like, it's very few who actually do so me well. Like, so I think this is where they really can bring the, the player some money. I'm uh, just replying in chat. Someone asked, uh, bring up the numbers already, but Bobski did, like you just said, like 40 to 50K for the top, top players. And then, you know, yeah. that's like one thing that is important. Like if you look at their followers and the team they play on, this is the two most important factors of how much they get. It's not even on the server. Like Dupree was paid really well. Like he was paid just as much as like the best players, but he has a massive following. He was like still performing as a massive brand. Like you have to consider these things, even though Flames is a, a better player. But yeah, it, it's just a different way for organization to to get value from players. And it also really depends on when, where you're coming from and when are you being signed because they're signed from yes. Astralis when, okay, Astralis wasn't great then, but they still had the reputation of being like the best team in the world. It was still pretty much like super fresh that they were sought off sought after like magic uh, dupree and uh, zonic coming in in the package so you have to give him a good deal if you want to get him in right and uh, especially because at the time vitality was not even though they had zaiwu they weren't really winning titles i don't know if they even they won like smaller stuff but they not won yes one. they won pro league and they want uh, some uh, EM winter with the, with the French yeah when it was already a dead team so it's like you know yeah. it wasn't wasn't on the same level um as as it is now um where did we i, I, I wanted to, yeah. to bounce back on the on Bubski because uh, he said uh, vitality want to cut off uh, big salary it's the same for g2 that's why they don't resign uh, nico because they can't offer uh, offer him anymore the, the the same salary i think it's between 45 and and 55k so they, they can't offer it uh, they, they need to cut off his salary and uh, they are happy to uh, to let him go yeah, that's kind of crazy to me, that part, especially because of, sorry, because from everything that we've been hearing, you know, like the thicker money from the Paris major has been insane. Yes. And from what I understand, G2 have the high salaries or or Nico has such a high salary also because the sticker money is quite heavily in G2's favor from what I've heard behind the scenes. So it's kind of crazy to me that they're cutting costs, even though they got probably big bank for the stickers for the major. And then you know are doing this, so it's it's it just doesn't quite match up. There must be a reason for that. It's not like I'm 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 doubting what you're saying because I have heard the same thing. You know that they similar as as Zonic. You know they tried to lowball him or just like get him to take a pay cut. And so of course you're gonna go out and, and look for for your options. You know. This is the value that the good teams have, right? It, like from my perspective, if I was to get signed by Vitality, I would have loved to play with Saiwu. If they can get away with getting one guy on a high salary, let's say they pay Saiwu 50k, whatever, but you can get all the rest for like 10k because they are so willing to like win a major, like win results and so on. Then like it's a really big drawing point, and I think that's important for teams to realize like who, which player in your team is gonna be the one that everybody else wants to play with. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and for the sticker money, uh, now the, some, the players have most of the time some some uh, some percentage of the stickers of the team as well. Yeah. So even if the stickers are very very uh, huge for the team, they are giving a lot to the players and to the staff. So I think uh, they have they have half of it or something like that. I think it's I think half is a good deal for any yeah. team. From what I've talked to behind the yep. teams, half is a as one of the best deals that anybody can make. It's more like 20, 20 30 percent so, to the whole team at most. Uh, rather than like the organization, it gets a bigger cut usually than fifty percent. Yeah. Um, where are we? Let, let's talk about let's uh, when we're talking about vitality and like cutting costs and all of this. Let's talk about Magic because I don't think anything concrete came out about him, but there has been like rumors behind the scenes, some here and there, that there's a lot of offers and in, like interest for him. What do we know about this? Do we know? what is a likely option like with with Zona going to Falcons is that the most likely option for for him of course he's going to Falcon with him I'm 100% sure about it but uh, do you think it's actually done or is it still kind of up in the air well uh, I'm not in Riyadh at the moment so <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know close. but but uh, I think it's quite sure uh, he, he will sign uh, in Falcon if, if it's not done yet yeah I mean I think when you look at it uh, matches cast like uh, an experience when is this the at the first January his contract is up with Vitality, right? Yeah. So he realized that, but I think every single team, almost within top ten, has contacted Magisk to just get a feeling: is this guy really interested in joining us? Uh, if you also look at the amount of rosters that he could improve, like this guy is such a unique player because he can do anything. He can both like beat the IGL, he can be support, he can even step into the star position. So I think I've not seen a player with this many offers before. Uh, I think it's very, very interesting to see how he's evolved and how we always spoke about star players being the most important part of the team. But I think Magisk has also kind of joined that category because he's so special. I mean, he has, he's more like an all-rounder, right? Like just a really full package that yes. like, yeah, as you say, you can just slot him in a lot of different positions, you know? So yeah, I agree with that. He's 100% super valuable for, for the current space. Where do you think he's gonna? He would make the most impact. Like, what would the ideal kind of setup for for Magic be? I mean, f from a, like money wise or like result wise? Result wise. I mean, result wise. <laughs> result wise. Money result -wise, wise. <laughs> that's result an easy answer, I think. I result wise, I guess you should have stayed, right? Like, I still think Vitality has some good right. players. Uh, I think Sabu is still, in my opinion, by far the best player. Um, so if he wanted to like win another major, uh, then he should have stayed. But I can also understand him wanting to feel appreciated a little bit about the organization. Obviously, we've talked about the cutting cost. Uh, and if he knows his value is like 2x of what he's getting offered at Vitality, then results don't mean as much because you don't really feel appreciated. Obviously, he don't sit with the financial statements of uh, Vitality, so he doesn't really know the reasoning. But if a guy over here says you can get 40k or 30k or whatever the fuck he gets, then it's kind of like up to him to to go with the, the flow. And also, if I, you're... From what I know, yeah. sorry, from what I know uh, Vitality did the best offer they could to Magisk to keep him. Mm. So I don't I don't know what they offer, but they did the best they could to keep him in the team because they really wanted to keep his uh, this five. Yeah. But I think it starts with like with Vitality giving a low offer at first, right? Because then it kind of like from me as a player perspective, if it all comes to me and say, hey, you want to resign, but you have to go like down 50%, then I'm kind of like, bro, I just want you a major. Like, why are you lowballing me so much when you know my value is at least the same? I understand that they had to cut costs, but they had to go like maybe start at 10% lower or something like this. I think maybe I would personally feel a little bit offended if uh, I had won a major for like a team that's was only looking for this title. 
No, of course that makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're magic and if you're looking at the let's say the very recent history of Danish players and how how those have gone so far, you know, Dupri out, uh, kind of not as as his decision. Zonic out, kind of as not his decision. You know, then you're like the last guy in, and then like, what are you gonna do? Like, uh, like I I can understand if Magic wanted to leave as well. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think it's uh, it's also good to Magis to leave uh, Vitality because he can try to with uh, Zonic to win a, a third, uh, another major on a, on a third team. It could be very very huge if they can do that on Falcon. Yeah, that would be a hell of a legacy. Yeah, I think that just leads us uh, into Falcons to to kind of talk about them and obviously uh, Zonic came in. He said he was gonna give everyone on the team a, a shot, but um, it doesn't really seem like just looking at the, at the team, like maybe Boros in some universe would be a player that would be worth keeping if they're going for any of the players that, that we're talking about, like the Nico rumors. There's a twist rumor but that doesn't seem to be uh, that what's going to be happening. There's uh, a bunch of like just all the top players are kind of being linked to them right now. So I don't really see, you know, a body or an NBK sticking around. What do you think, Ariel? Of course not. Uh, have you seen the, the result from Falcon recently? I they think are, they are pretty shit, right? They are, they are very <laughs> shit, very, very shit. Uh, but uh, no, of course, they, they want, uh, if you want to bring uh, players like Nico and Monesi, you can't keep uh, Lonix, M MHL, uh, NBK and Body. Uh, so sorry to them, huh? it's not, uh, but it's like this. If you want to, 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 to go big, uh, you need to cut, to cut everyone, maybe expect, uh, except uh, Boros because he's a player from the region. So that could make sense to keep him uh, for the marketing there and say, yeah, we have Boros. Uh, but, and, and I'm not sure they will keep him. I'm not sure 100% they will keep him. Maybe they will uh, get someone else. There is so, so much to do uh, now with uh, everything that happened uh, recently. They, they, could do, uh, they could do something, uh, something huge. But, but I'm kind of surprised that they just only go for these really not overachieved, but like they have achieved a lot of players like Nico and Magisk, all those names. They have won a lot. So they like have to find new people, in my opinion, to like spark some fire in the team. Like I'm, I'm, right. I thought they would like go with a little bit lower approach and maybe pick up some talents. Like I thought maybe a guy like Wonderful could have been interesting for the team. I think even maybe if they were willing to buy out Frozen because he, has, he hasn't won that much in his career. I, I think those names would have made more sense to me, but obviously I think Sonic knows what the hell he's doing and I'm just a bench player, but this is just my two cents. <laughs> but, but I think that that's what they sold to Sonic as well, to to give him the key of the project and do course, whatever yeah. the fuck you want, bro. Let's, uh, let's, go, let's go huge, let's go big. So yeah. that, that's why we, we will see maybe some Nico and Monesi and, uh, and Snappy as well as a game leader. I think I'm very hyped about Snappy uh, in Falcon uh, to work with Zonic. I think it could be uh, a banger. It's funny that you say wonderful, by the way, because he was in the talks with, with Falcons, but turned them down last, like in the offseason before he joined Sprout. So Bro, this um, that's an interesting one. He's so good, wonderful. Like he literally destroyed tier two. I think everybody talks about Dunk, right? But this guy has even better stats than Dunk, and he's still playing on a worse team. So yeah. I think like he's absolutely stunning. Obviously, he's a bit a little bit less impressive in CS two, but I think all of us has been this uh, since the change. Yeah, it's uh, he's been he's had some criticism that he's maybe taking a little bit too little initiative. Like he's been like kind of painted as as this baity baity hopper. So like, but I mean, now that he's kind of, we're going to get into that later, you know, but now that he's, he's, he's being approached by Navi, like who else but Blade do you want to develop a guy like that, you know, to the next level? So 
Yeah, that sounds sounds pretty sick. But uh, just while we're still on the Falcons thing, do we know that anything is confirmed? And if not, what are the most like most likely things or roster changes to happen? Like, which players do we think are set to join? Essentially, uh, set to join, but for Magic for sure. I think it, that's gonna be the the first move, uh, the official move. I think it's Magic. Do you know what I see as a problem, though? Because unless you can get them all together, it's going to be hard for everybody to commit to the project at the beginning. You know, like if you're Magisk and like unless you know for sure that what Zonic is trying to do is actually going to work, you know, like unless you know you have some assurances that he is going to get him honest, you know, at least that's like a good start because that's like a guy we know he's already proving himself in CS2 very early on. We know how he's a grinder, blah, blah, blah. Like obviously that's like one big name that you already have to log down to get like a Magisk to to accept the project and understand, okay, this has a future, you know? Especially if you're a guy that like that who has so many different offers and options to go, you know? You know, uh, today in the industry, everyone wants to cut salary. Falcons, they don't want. So they, they will yeah. get easily some, someone like Nico and Monesi. I don't know I don't know about the contract of Monesi. And I also know uh, Monesi uh, uh, would like to play again with some Russian player. So maybe there is a spot now in Cloud9. So maybe, uh, maybe it won't happen for Falcon, but uh, Falcon can... Uh, and put the, the biggest uh, offer in, on the table. Okay. So who, who can do that? Who can go go over uh, 50, 60K on salary for a player monthly? I mean, no the, the most the recent stuff I heard about that part specifically is that Nico is not likely at the moment. That is just uh, like there has been there have been talks, but it's apparently not gone anywhere particularly concrete at the moment. Um, not sure if that's 100% true. This is just like one one side that I've heard this on. So it's hard to, hard to say whether uh, like I don't have this particularly well corroborated. But at the moment, nothing actually suggests that anything is 100% signed. At least, otherwise, I think we would have already heard more. Maybe they're doing like a big uh, marketing movie, right? They did the one when they signed the Giants in Australia, where they walked over the like, you remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they do one where they like drive on some Jeep yeah, in but... the Safari or something. Or <laughs> does it? Not the Safari. But you also know that like that that was known for like three months in advance, you know, that yeah. that move was happening. So. <laughs> You're talking about the Vitality one? Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, Nico, who can rely on 50k on Nico? Liquid, maybe? And that's it? Not so sure, even them, to be honest. So I think if he wants to keep the same salary, he needs to go in Falcon. And I think he have a big advantage because Monezy really wants to keep playing with Nico. So we can bring him with him. And that could be banger. Just to touch on the point with Magisk, like, I don't think Magisk would have done this if it was like uh, some random coach. Let's say I'm not calling right. Peacemaker a random coach, but let's say Peacemaker <laughs> was, let's say Peacemaker got an offer of Falcons and he was like, hey, you can get uh, 50k to join here. Then he would 100% have said, no, thank you. But it's because he trusts Sonic to build a new project, right? He, he trusts him. He's been with him for like four to five years. He knows what he can do. And if Sonic tells him, hey, bro, we got some money to spend, then we got some money to spend, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, it's a good, uh, how would I say, avenue to build this team. Like you get Zonic, you get Magisk, and then you get one of the big stars. And then for the fourth and fifth piece, it might be, you know, Frozen coming in at the end. But that's also when you can pay Frozen a bit less than, you know, a star, biggest star on the team salary, you know, uh, just from the from that perspective, kind of like what what you what you do when you're Vitality and you have Zaiwu, where it's like, okay, we have all of these players. We can sign you, but we're not going to give you like 60k 
with over 50k, which you would maybe have to do if there's yeah, no one on the team. You have the 100% of your sticker uh, players. Yes. That's that's quite huge. Uh, plus uh, some percentage of the stickers of the team. At the end of the year, you you making huge huge money. Yeah. I mean, um, I see the picture of the car Apex uh, is posting. So, I mean, he's fine off. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about someone asked in chat? What about Magisk replacements? Uh, considering we're we're kind of leaning towards him leaving the team, uh, who could be a replacement for him on on Vitality? From what I know, they try uh, Twist. That was the first target. Yeah, but that's but, not uh, happening. That's not happening. No, 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 that's not happening. And uh, I think they 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 wanted to try also Frozen. But I think Frozen and Flamesy are not really good friends, so that won't work. What the? Uh, what the Rob? Like, how how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Maybe FPL or Face It, or I don't know. But apparently, Flamesy and Frozen are not uh, not friends at all. So uh, so Frozen said, "No, I won't play with this guy," and that's yeah. it. Both There's also some. There's Both also prediction. some stuff uh, flying around Frozen with Face. So, yeah. but that's. I think that's a whole. That's a whole problem there, just because of the whole like game score acquisition and them being with complexity i think there's so much uncertainty there that i'm not sure what's going to happen with phase as a whole to be honest i'm just curious where that's going to develop because uh yeah who knows at this point exactly so either rain is going to get free or floppy is going to get free i think one of these two <laughs> can could potentially be a candidate for tryout to vitality i think it's like ever not a perfect replacement but it's like a suitable one where they can get him for rain for magisk yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's great. I still think Magisk is better, but I think it's like a, it's not where you're gonna tilt when you go into back. I don't right? see Rain uh, leaving phase. No, but it's know. like with the with the teams where uh -huh. like if they can't compete together uh, because of the new ownership group, one of the teams has to split up. So if Rain will stay on the like Game Square kind of team, and then Floppy will obviously have to find a new home. And I think Vitality could probably poach him. I'm not sure. That would be kind of crazy. I would yeah. love to see that. Um. Yeah, that's that's the vitality side. Who are we missing yet? Um, I guess next next in line was the NIP stuff. How much do we want to spend time on talking about this team right now? S tag is back, and um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they are doing in NIP. <laughs> Why is the bench Ampus? That's the that's their best player. It's a, a good in-game leader, I think. I, I don't see what uh, I, I, I I'm not seeing where where they want to go with that. An easy yeah. tag? Why? I mean, easy tag is not supposed to in-game leader long-term. They even said that they would sign a new, new in-game leader. They even haven't lined up, but like because of contractual situation and that stuff like that, it's going to take some time for the new addition to actually come in. Um, at this point, like I've heard enough behind the scenes to to have an indication, but I'm not ready to say. I'm pretty sure we're going to report on it at some point. Um, but we will, we will see, you know? I mean... Just to quickly touch on it, like NIP has been a mess for a long time, right? And I think they needed to do something again. I think we said that time after time. And I don't think they, I don't think the team is bad. I just think everybody else has so much better players. So I may guess in the context of that, they become bad. But I think there's a potential signing with the, this just on top of my mind. I see Glaive is actually back to playing. Uh, I think either NIP or Heroic is the most obvious one for him to return um, potentially soon. You know yeah. what? But I have not actually heard enough about Glaive in this off, not the off season, but like in this period, apart from the nip, nip stuff, which by the way isn't happening. I can say that at least. Um, but I've, I'm surprised not more teams, at least from what I've heard, haven't really gotten in touch. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I also think even though Glaive is probably the goat of CSGO in-game leading together with Kerrigan, you have also to realize how bad Astralis was towards the end. Like, yeah. he was he carried a big responsibility on why it went so bad. It was that T-Sides sure. that was miserable, and he carries a lot of that weight, and obviously it's a... Yeah, it's also it's a new game uh, well, I, so. I think yeah. the, the biggest thing about Glaive and uh, that he never uh, succeed to, uh, to put uh, new young players uh, to work in Astralis. Uh, all the young players they took, they, they failed. All, all of them. All of them. There is not a single <laughs> one young player who succeed with Glaive. And look at Buzz now with, uh, uh, with Blame F, uh, how good he is. So I think that's, uh, that's, very, that's very bad for him. Uh, imagine you, you're, uh, you're a CEO of an organization and you say, oh, I can't, put, uh, I can't uh, give him a young player. It doesn't work with him. It never, wor never worked. So that's very bad. But it's also like, I mean, you can look at it that way, but obviously Astralis for a long time were this core that like only brought in like one player and that, that just didn't fit. Mr. Bobsky here got put in a position where he literally never played before. So I don't think that was necessarily just Glaive's fault. It was more like the organization. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't put all of the blame on Glaive. Obviously towards the end, Bobsky, I think you're right. Like there's a lot of responsibility there. And that was like, everybody was calling for that at some point. Everybody was like, they're not refreshed. Their their T-sides don't even look good. Like the calling doesn't look the same as before. So everything made sense from what you're saying. Yeah, I also think it's vastly the way teams sign players nowadays also is often on like the public view of the player. If the many analysts and many uh, community thinks this guy's great, they will often reach out anyway. I think analysts right. has like actually a really big uh, reach and pull in the scene. So like if everybody says this guy was the goat of IGL, blah, 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 you know, he, they will eventually reach out because they think he's an interesting prospect because a guy like Prof says it. Um, thank you. I was reading some great, no uh, great comments. It's uh, funny how you said a guy like Prof. Like the, I, um, he's like, was, what? How many? How many the events did you do analyst work for? Two, uh, three. Three. I did. Holy I shit. did the major, a uh, Paris Oof. major. Bobski, how many majors did you analyze on? I did uh, two. I think so. You got that on uh, me. For, uh, for Danish TV. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and I did seven for Croatian TV. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did, yeah, I did Armar and I did uh, Katowice. So I just love yeah. this comment on Twitter. Uh, someone uh, to our news about Godsent, Godsent making two changes. And someone replied, slow news day. <laughs> I just <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> Literally the craziest day ever. Um, I just wanted to touch on just like the, the G2 future. There was some... Uh, there was a forum post about G2 not not playing the CAC event, and uh, from from what has been told and what's circulating, it seems to be true. So that just substantiates something that something in G2 might be happening, right? Yeah. So is it Nico? Is it Monacy? Is it something? Or who knows? Hooksy going to to heroic? Anything is anything is possible, but it not confirmed yet. But seems to you know push in that direction that there's going to be some more changes and uncertainty. Yeah, it's it's actually normally the, the small teams in the scene that is like kind of switching all over the place, right? But it's literally all the big teams now that are like fumbling the bag somehow. Yeah, that's that is true. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the time, it's not even through their own fault. You know, it's not like a mismanagement or anything like that. I mean, in phases situation, I guess you could say you could technically say that, but it's not a mismanagement of the team. It's a mismanagement of the organization. But that that whole that whole thing is happening because of. You know the whole acquisition and their their financial problems and all that stuff. Heroic, even though it's not happening necessarily because of uh, um, because of financial situation, I was wrong about that. But uh, it's still not necessarily the fault 
um, of the team, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, what are we what are we doing now, Striker? Should we go on to the Cloud9 and, and Navi news? Yeah, I don't know if there's something other than like what we want to talk to Ryan and and uh, and Roque about. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I... have we missed anything. I mean, there's there's like kind of there are things flying around kind of everybody at the moment. There's like ends mouse phase, like obviously now Navi we know um, a lot of these top teams are kind of in the way on the way to doing something, but nothing is really clear at the moment. I'm sure like there's like from what Carol was saying about Snappy, you know, I'm sure there's interest there at least from multiple angles. I don't know where it's going, if there's anything actually happening there, but I'm sure there is some interest. Like there's no way there isn't, even if you look at it just logically, you know, if you, you know, want to get into the, get a, get a very solid game leader who has been proven to, to work with new players very well, you know, introduce them to a system, even, you know, put a system together in the first place, you know, he's the guy you go to at this point. Like he's, he's really probably working up to, to being one of the most valued in game leaders at the moment. Uh, just because of how effective he's been at, uh, you know, making things work, even with pieces that are below the, their pay grade or like below the top players' pay grade, so he's he's definitely a massive valuable, massive value to anybody, uh, and that just cascades into multiple changes outside of that. You know, everything that's happening at the top, you know, one team changes, one team has to find a replacement, that team has to change, and just like it keeps cascading them down. So it's funny, you know, we actually predict, predicted this even like when we were talking about the offseason changes last time around, which was like super active, like the biggest we've seen in a long time. We said like in a few months time, once once teams realize this isn't working or like stuff is happening, you know, that we will see another wave of this before the major, you know, in the lead up to kind of like the qualification. And this is the best time to do it. You have like three months to set up your team before you have to qualify for the major. The only thing about Snobby that I'm not 100% convinced about is that every player he brought to him, they believed in his system. Like he didn't work okay. in heroic. And I don't think they believed in the way of his calling, but all the players that he signed in ins was his players, right? So they came into the team, right. no ego. The scouting, they, yeah. yeah, they just listen. But if he joins a team with like Nico and Magisk and all these guys, like they have an opinion about everything. And I'm just, mm. has he handled that pressure before? I'm, that would be interesting to see. That is, that, that would be an interesting you have, challenge. You have yeah. Zonic, uh, behind with you to, mm. yeah, he also to help you stuff. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sapi's obviously worked well with Saul, you know, so it's more about that combination if that's going to work, you know. Obviously, like at this point, we're just like spitballing. We're not actually don't know if that's going to happen, but but it would be an interesting combination for sure. And yeah. don't forget, uh, Snappy didn't never had players like like Nico and Monesi, and he did a really really great uh, last year. Vitality took took speaks, and the he fought Vitality all, all the years. All the years, I think they 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 won against Vitality for three or four time in, in playoff okay. uh, without Spinks, without Spinks. So he, he, I think he can can do great things if you have a, uh, an inside lineup with Falcon. Yeah, I think that's kind of it before the break. Um, Am I getting pinched? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Let's, sake, uh, well, we have a special guest coming on, so we need need to make one, one spot at least for him. Uh, but we, let's uh, decide that. Uh, we can decide that in the end uh, when we run the ads. Just for you two guys, KRL, uh, any like last, not last words, that sounds very grim. Any words <laughs> you want to say uh, uh, to the fans and the people watching? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of the show. I'm always watching you guys, so thank you for having me. Uh, I'm a bit sad who didn't see uh, Sponge today because uh, I'm a fanboy of Spongy. But uh, thank you, thank you, and uh, I hope. Uh, looking forward, we'll get uh, an arc soon because we don't, we still don't have a French team, uh, uh, or best French team with an organization. 
So if someone wants to bet on them, let's go. Okay. Thank you. And uh, well, I think this was pretty nice. So maybe when uh, there's more rumors going on and at the next time, we just call you to to hop on, share your share your insight. Uh, Bobski? Am I out? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm used to this treatment, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been great. Like, I'm not uh, gonna pretend that it's not. It's uh, always a, a pleasure to be around you guys. Thank you. Very, very lovely insight as well. Uh, appreciate it. Okay, Lucas, uh, run the run the ads, and uh, we'll come back with uh, with our special secret guest. Best esports odds. VIP program and a variety of bonuses. Fast and easy withdrawals. Bet on every possible CSGO matching tournament. As well as any other esports game. Only on 22Bet. Do you want to change your boring old skins for awesome new ones fast, without losing a lot of value, and without the risk of getting scammed? Go to TradeIt.gg and safely trade your items within 60 seconds. Just select which items you want to trade from your inventory and choose whatever skin you want from TradeIt's inventory. Click Trade, verify the trade on Steam, and you're good to go. With the biggest inventory available for the lowest trading fees on the market, TradeIt.gg is your go-to whenever you want to play with new skins. Welcome back. And uh, our super special guest that I announced as a super special secret guest was already announced on Twitter, which I missed. So um, probably not a big surprise. Welcome, uh, Overdrive. Yeah. Hey. Hello. How's it? How's it going? It's going uh, pretty good. First of all, first of all, I'm not insider. It's one tenth of my. Uh, uh, usual tasks. First of all, I am scout of spirit. I am uh, uh, coach assistant in spirit, and a lot of uh, like media stuff in CIS. And that because I know a lot of uh, like players, a lot of uh, seals. I do sometimes like dirty leaks. So that's what like that. So how would you like to be referred to when you say overdrive? What would, what would it be? What would be your title for everyone uh, that wants think, to call you something? I think the best uh, thing is uh, CS Inventor, something like that. <laughs> Inventor? Not, not very big. And of course, uh, I'm a CS player. If you didn't notice, uh, two weeks ago, I won a small event on uh, TV. You also won some uh, lands at the beginning of CSGO, I remember. 10, 10 years on national TV. Every year I have at least one map on national TV. There you go. So I'm going to win major when, I, when I'm 50. So <laughs> look out. I think there is uh, some people with bigger bankrolls coming into the CSC now. So I think it's going to be kind of difficult. Not, not that easy as like 2013 when you could just get like Kenny S, Taz, Neo to play on your team for, for fun. I think it's more a bit more difficult nowadays. Yeah, but uh, but still a fun day, fun day for you. I can imagine with uh, two big like CIS news coming out and some stuff that uh, that happened before. I would say mostly like rumors about Simple. Uh, what what is his future? It all started kind of with the I am Sydney him missing out and what that meant. Uh, Navi really didn't say much. 
there is that then came out this information that is visa issues which it seems to be a part of the issues he even confirmed today that he has some papers to to, to do but essentially he's stepping down from the active roster like this is the first time since he joined the team that that something like this is happening he's being like top one top two player every year in navi um maybe not the first year but more or less the last five years so huge news let's just uh get initial initial thoughts on this happening uh striker you actually broke the news so you can you can start first and then we can uh, move around yeah i mean uh obviously like from my side, it was more about the the like wonderful signing, which is still not done. Just to just to clarify that, just so people don't like aren't like, oh yeah, wonderful is definitely joining. But obviously, you know, it was it's been pretty obvious for a few days already that that Navi have been looking at potential replacements for Simple, and obviously this followed all the rumors that have been going around already with him missing Sydney and why that was and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, confident in, in saying about how exactly this happened or why this happened, uh, but it's pretty obvious that there is a combination of um, both simple, not necessarily wanting to play at the moment and, you know, some part of it being Navi also looking at the, like other options. Yeah. So, so overdrive from your um, knowledge, maybe not the insider, maybe it's an outsider knowledge in your case. What, what is, what is going on right now with, uh, with the biggest team in the region? Muted? Second, yeah, I have a hotkey on TeamSpeak. Uh, well, I kind of reported that uh, a week ago after Sydney ended. I usually I have my small YouTube channel, and I usually do uh, like talking about uh, events uh, we just ended. And I talked about Navi, and I said that Navi is working on uh, making simple out of the team. So it was uh, on agenda for some time. So that's that wasn't a surprise. Yeah, but but what is what is behind? Because like, I don't think a team wants to necessarily kick simple. I don't think that's like a reasonable thing. But what is what is the context of of Navi trying to find a replacement? Right. Uh, as far as I heard. I can't say it for 100 uh, that it's true. I know it, for, but as far as I heard from like uh, good sources, uh, that Navi is kind of tired of simple. Because uh, when you have a like super rock star in your team and you need to uh, adjust all your uh, everything that, that you do to the, to this person, it's kind of hard. Moreover. Uh, he acts, uh, uh, he performs uh, very good. He's like the best player, there's no doubt, uh, I think. But he's not the best player outside his gaming. I mean, he's, uh, at, uh, the atmosphere he makes uh, in, in the game. And uh, everything, all, all the stuff uh, makes uh, difficult uh, to plan uh, Navi future like wins uh, to make players uh, become better. For example, like uh, Sam De Young, he's a good player, but in Navi he played like maybe a bit better than me. But after he joined Monte, he like he became a very good uh, player, uh, like three times better than in Navi. Uh, so I think uh, that's like the main reason. 
I heard that there might be some other personal issues uh, which uh, outside the uh, cyber sport, but I don't know anything about them, and I hope they're not severe. There's nothing like uh, uh, very hard. I I hope uh, in real life in uh, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, KRL, you, you're laughing there for a bit. Uh, you want some to add something? Well, uh, we all know uh, who is simple, right? He's one of the best players of the world, but he's very difficult to play with. Uh, you can see his uh, his uh, body body action and body talk uh, when uh, when he when he play and when he's not happy. Uh, I think uh, he has the power to bring something magic to the team, but uh, also to to put the team down. Yeah, yeah. And I also think there's been like. Even from uh, from talks behind the scenes, this and even from like the way that you you see him talk about CS2 and all that stuff, it's pretty clear that there are some motivation issues at the moment with uh, just you know maybe not not willing to uh, to put so much time in the game or just not enjoying it, and and that may be playing a part into into some of the stuff that is behind the scenes, you know. And he's also talking about you know taking a break for some time. I'm sure a part of it is also just like uh, you know that's being in combination of not liking the game. Uh, with some personal stuff that is going on around with uh, the the papers that have to do with the EU residency and all of this stuff, you know, perhaps that also caused them, you know, to um, to not act the best way towards the organization. The organization gets a little bit pissed about that, and you know, they they start considering what's what's to be done, you know, and then they maybe like this break comes as a result of kind of a mutual talk where they're like, okay, like maybe it is best if you just take some time off, you know, and then like they come in with, uh, let's say they they bring wonderful and they. Uh, think about bringing him back, you know, in the future if that there, there's an opportunity that opens up. Simple was already talking about, you know, the potentially not being the main opera. So that kind of fits with this whole wonderful idea that they would sign uh, um, sign wonderful, get him on as an op. And then, you know, some months down the line when the Simple is ready to come back and stuff like that, he just comes back as a secondary opera slash rifler, you know. I don't see why this wouldn't work, for example. By the way, the funny thing is that a few days ago, uh, we had a strong beef with Simple. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, uh, he didn't like uh, like me, Harumi, uh, about our insights. Uh, because when he uh, missed uh, Sydney, uh, I heard, uh, like, a, uh, how can I say, from a person who was uh, in uh, Sydney, who talked to Navi, and they told that he missed a plane. So I just decided to, uh, to write that. Uh, Harumi uh, wrote like a bit harder stuff that Simple is uh, drinking wine and didn't want to go, but I don't believe in that. Uh, and uh, Simple on his stream uh, started to trash talk us. Not like they are wrong. He just uh, started like that we are fucking idiots, who uh, is sources and some other stuff. Uh, and uh, from that point, uh, I started uh, write uh, stuff about him. I saw he... you had a, like a poem, if I if I saw correctly. I think I saw this on uh, Cybersport.ru or something. Yeah. You kind of made like a, uh, I don't know, like a, almost like a haiku, like a rhyme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for fun. Just. Uh, and uh, this beef started. He talked. Uh, I don't know why he decided to say that I used to uh, buy uh, players to play with me, uh, to buy them tickets to come to play. It was some like old stuff that was funny uh, how it uh, goes along with what's happening. 
but uh, the main thing uh why navi and why simple didn't say anything about sydney why he didn't say sorry fans i really wanted to go to sydney but i had like very uh, important things to do and uh, yeah I they were to... very uh, like minimal information from Navi's yeah. side yeah which was kind of sus essentially I need to do my uh, papers, like show me. And uh, doing this thing, he, uh, he will, uh, he would knock out, out us from like the media stuff, and everybody will understand that we are wrong about with our insights. But he decided just to trash talk us. That was a bit childish. Well, it's it's kind of a classic, I think, for anyone that uh, that does like reporting to from time to time have these interactions with players, which. It is, it is what it is. But uh, I think what's uh, interesting is uh, just how, just the idea of having Yakindar, uh, no Yakindar, the Yakindar thing is just what I wrote on, uh, read on Twitter right now, but I'm uh, talking about Wonderful coming into, into Navi, Ukrainian opera, uh, had, had a great time in Sprout. And um, even if things, even if it isn't like a permanent thing, um, I mean, Simple has been talking about taking a break from, like April 2022, I remember doing an interview before. It was even uh, before that, it was like after Stockholm, no? Was it like the first time that it came out kind of? Yeah, that is true. I remember like having an interview directly and he was like talking about it a lot. It almost seemed like it was going to happen very soon. So the fact that it took so long and maybe in this year, that is kind of a write-off for, for him in terms of, yeah, he's not he's not playing his best CS Navi is not at the best um, best situation with with their roster. It doesn't seem like he's you know fighting for. It seems like Zaiwu was literally going to get the number one. I'm not saying he will, but like it doesn't seem like that can that is something that can motivate him. Which I feel like motiv- motivated him last year to like be like okay, let's continue fighting through this. And first insight from Professor. I'm just saying. I'm Zaiwu is top one this year. <laughs> I mean, you look at the look at the things. I don't think like Simple had a year that that compares. I mean, I I think there are other players that are probably better than Simple this year. I mean, uh, you'd probably make a case for Simple not even being in the top five at this point. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. So that then it's Monizy kind of could, uh, could uh, be the top one. I think if, it, he, if he won Blast Final and Blast World, then doing great uh, great rating, he could, right? I mean, there's a few players that that did quite well this year, so. Not gonna put any names. I know everyone. <laughs> everyone can look up and find what they want, but it's definitely incomparable to what it was last year, when it was kind of, kind of closer, right? Uh, and uh, like people can say what they want. I know that certain players are definitely motivated by these kind of achievements to to have them. And for simple, this would be. I mean, it was historic last year because he won it three times, and he was the first player to win it three times. So that kind of make, makes him stand out and essentially does also solidify him as the best CSGO player of all time, right? That is, if Zaiwu had that and maybe had it this year, then you could have a different story to be told. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, I think it's I think, I think it's good for him, honestly, to take a break. Uh, I think it, based on like how this year has gone and like all the personal stuff and the war, uh, there are so many reasons why someone in his position would take a break. So there is no like shame in that. I don't think at all. I, I have uh, a question for, uh, for Overdrive, if I can, uh, yeah. do, do you think Overdrive, uh, uh, simple really wanted to go uh, international with Tavi and, uh, don't do, uh, an Ukrainian team because it was possible to do an Ukrainian team when the, when, uh, Perfecto and, uh, 
sorry, well, uh, electronic, electronic leave. Uh, well, I, I know that he is a good friend of electronic. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not good friend of simple before like our. That's very like, clear. <laughs> yeah. No, before that we were like uh, we respect each other. We're not friends, but we were like in contact. Uh, once uh, in at epicenter in Moscow, he even like do like a good stuff. Uh, uh, it was a funny thing. Uh, uh, maybe you remember I did some interviews to Social TV. Uh, for Shell TV yeah. with like some uh, like pro CIS players, and I decided to, to do an interview with some international players like Get Right and uh, try to talk to Frikazoid. I remember this. Story. Yeah, and the funny thing. I don't that, remember the details, but I know that some things happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. Frikazoid uh, doesn't know who I am. He never heard my name. But it's okay. And uh, when I uh, tr started to talk with him, like we talked like for 15 minutes, uh, then uh, like someone, a manager from this event came and uh, told Frikazoid not to talk to me that I'm fake. I'm not a, uh, like a journalist in this uh, building. So, and he thought that I just random guy of like from nowhere and he like ran away. And uh, in uh, at the after party, I uh, said it to Simple, and he called Frikazet and said, come on, uh, it's Overdrive, he's a 1.6 legend, uh, you should know him, that he's uh, a 100% like, uh, good guy, so just forget about this stuff. I so remember, that... I actually heard the story, like I heard essentially what you said at the beginning, I heard this when it happened, like, oh, some random guy came here, was interviewing Frikazet for like half an hour, uh, we had to kick him out, blah, blah. And then yeah. later on, I heard it was, I'm like, I mean, I guess you didn't have like a media badge or something, but still yeah. it was, they made it. I did it on my own. So they made uh, it sound like you're fucking a security risk for the tournament. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was like fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. Good so times. Uh, Simple and Get Right did this uh, talk to give a Frikazoid and said Get Right also like was sh shocked that they just yeah. threw me from the building. Let's uh, let's talk about the Shiro benching in Cloud9 because that's kind of uh, that's crazy. That kind of came out of nowhere because the the rumors about Cloud9 were like uh, Hobbit uh, probably being replaced Boomich, by Boomich. Yeah. That was the biggest, and then this kind of came out of nowhere. To be honest, like I barely read through stuff. Uh, I was in the gym before this uh, because I'm cool and I work out and I take care of my body. Uh, but uh, so can you can someone fill me in? Like what is the what is even the PR statement from Cloud9 about this. I also care about my body. <laughs> <laughs> I the PR statement. I mean, it's burgers basically that... care about my body. Yeah, very good treatment. <gasps> I mean, the statement is basically that Shiro asked to to leave essentially, and he even they said that he's being put on transfer list. You know, so that's not just that he wants to take a break or needs to time some some time off or whatever it is. That is literally like he asked to leave. Which is kind of shocking to me because I, for me, that also came out of nowhere. But didn't you say the overdrive that you wrote about this just before it happened or something? About what? About Shiro leaving. No, no, no. I was also surprised. I, I know that they had uh, like some problems. Uh, it's uh, when you have uh, five uh, stars in one team. It can uh, go. It it can go bad way. Uh, 
everyone uh, uh, have their ideas everyone wants to to lurk everyone want to be like uh, the main players uh, and it's good because they're all uh, uh, very strong but uh, on the other hand you need inters you need uh, nafania to jump uh, to die and uh, the other guy the star player will kill and when you don't have nafania or inters uh, some of the star players need to like t- take second roles and maybe about that they couldn't uh, uh, f- find out the resolution how they will uh, make the like tactics happen yeah I mean, uh, Shiro and Afani did play together from like 2018 or something from like the Viali Pitoni lineup that kind of made some made some how, noise. And uh, how did you say it? I said Viali Pitoni. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it? How do you close? say it properly? Viali Pitoni. Well, it's not, not bad. Basically do you know what it means? Uh, was it like it was something with big dick or sling. something? No, it's kind of like a slang for big dick or something. Hard dick. N- something. Not big, uh, like uh, not big, just. Uh, Go, go, Wait a second. Don't, go don't, show, don't show a picture. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sluggish. Okay. Okay. I, no, I didn't want to. Sh- I did just on webcam. I want to show <laughs> my. I'm always sluggish. Not big, not big. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, uh, but yeah, they they played together for, for such a long time that I feel like um, it was it was always going to be a problem to to adapt to a new IGL and uh, see how that works. This chat is fucking losing. Uh, can, can, can we say in game leader because I think that's the main thing uh, uh, for Cloud9. They don't have in game leader. Electronic never was never was one, okay. and now they want to try a bit. So I think that's the big. Uh, that's the biggest mistake they, they made to to kick Nafani instead of Hobbit. They should have kicked Hobbit and kicked Nafani, and uh, it, it could have been great. It wasn't uh, Hobbit stuff. It was electronic uh, thing that he said he want to be in game leader, uh, and uh, he he don't want to, he doesn't want to be Nafania in game leader. It was this thing, not Hobbit stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, we did have uh, we have a tweet from Harumi coming in uh, that uh, Yakindar is uh, being what was it approached by Cloud Nine in talks with Cloud Cloud and Navi. What am I talking about? Uh, So I think it's the perfect time to go on to to Ryan and uh, and Rocket to see about the Ah, with an insight. Small leak that uh, Cloud Nine contacted Monacy. Ah, okay. I, 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 I told you before that could that could make sense. Yeah. That could make big sense. Okay, that's, that's that's a good one. I mean, I feel like it's that or Dexter. Do you think Dexter has a chance to to go to Cloud Nine? I think uh, maybe because uh, uh, he's waiting for like a, a big invite. Big offer. Yeah, he, yeah, he's uh, uh, dodging all small offers from tier two, tier three, and he had some good offers, really good offers, and he's waiting for something special like Face Cloud Nine, and I think uh, why not? Maybe he also will have a chance. Okay. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's do the swap, Lucas. How, what do we need to do? Do we just uh, invite the guys and uh, say farewell to Overdrive and Carol? I guess we did. I guess we just kicked you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time. Bisous, and, bisous. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, we have uh, a few seconds to fill. Essentially, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the NA and SA stuff. 
uh, going on. I'm sorry. Why is everyone so? It was nothing personal. We just have a lot of guests and a lot of things to go through. So it was uh, it was definitely a joy to have them on. We have Ryan. Is Ryan just coughing? Like, are you a cat? Like, what's Lucas. <laughs> Hello, hello, Ryan. Uh, people don't see you or hear you right now, but they will soon. We're gonna we're gonna jump straight into the into the hot topic, which is which is this, which is this Twitter uh, post oh from gosh. Harumi about okay. Yakindar. Here we go. Yes, we hear you. We're waiting for that. your visuals to come through, uh, but you can talk. You can be heard, right? I can't. I, I I've been told I'm muted. Am I muted or am I on? I don't know. Look Let's up. see if people. Okay, okay, stream can hear it. Great. I love that. Um, so I actually just talked with uh, Liquid about this, and they say that Ekinder is absolutely not going anywhere. So they say that, yes, uh, Navi is apparently having talks. Um, they can have talks if they want, but but Ekinder's not moving. He is going to stay on Liquid, and that's the end of that story. Um, so that is uh, that is what I've just that is, been told. That is hype that survived. How, how long? How old is that tweet? It's 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 ten minutes, uh, and I'm what currently you working. Lied to? What if you're no, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, I could be, I could be. Uh, Bro, if he says that, on if if Liquid it is, is able to it's say on, that on it's record, literally, it's literally on the record. Um, and so make yeah. sure you check out dust2.us as we put up the full story uh, in the next second. Uh, Let's go. Okay, that's um, good stuff. So, good job. So yeah, so thank you. Uh, but yeah. That's that's that case uh, right there. So sorry to crush the ten minute hopes and dreams of Navi fans, but Yakinder is not leaving. Um, as and how, as and how told does me that make liquid. you feel? Uh, boy, boy, do we want to talk about how I feel about about an ACS? I am having the time of my life uh, as of like the last I don't know few days. It's been phenomenal. I've had a great time. Um, no, I think the, the liquid super team, uh, that they're trying to make in the Americas, obviously a lot of high firepower have no idea how it's going to work. I thought I was going to be excited about the European team. I tried my best. Obviously that did not go the way that, uh, it should have. Um, but yeah, now it's just been, uh, it's been interesting to see how this team is kind of coming together. And as far as I know from, from today, everything is still on the path for liquid to bring in, uh, Katie and, and twist and skulls. Uh, just replying to something. Uh, okay, so let's just talk about let's talk about that, and uh, whenever Roque is visible, we can we can introduce him as well. Like I think this last European lineup that Liquid have had, no one was really excited about. Unfortunately, like the roster changes were not very uh, inspiring in any yeah. way. But I think I think like okay, bringing in Cadian, that's ooh, okay. This is interesting, and then with the twist thing coming back. That's I think that gets everyone back on board uh, just based on like what he did with FaZe, him being kind of almost like a franchise liquid player. Not really, but he was there for the best results, right? And it's still very good. So um, what is um, how did this come to happen? Because obviously Twists, as we heard, had a lot of offers. So from what I understood is that uh, Twist, obviously, yeah, he had the Falcon stuff, um, which you guys have, like, everyone's been talking on the show about. Um, the Vitality stuff was also there. There were talks. There were negotiations, as far as I understand them. Um, and Liquid was also in the mix. And literally, it was just day by day by day, they were trying to figure out, and he was trying to figure out, and he didn't really have a concrete plan. And it was sort of towards... Uh, I am Sydney, and towards the end of it, this was coming all together. I would say that it wasn't, it wasn't um, like fully confident on liquid side kind of until towards the 
end of IEM Sydney that that this is what they wanted to do. And that's kind of where everything and where sources were confident enough to go ahead and be like, yes, this is how we're seeing it. This is what we've gotten verbal agreements on. Um, and and towards the end of the the tournament is is really where um, I think everyone's in a confident position enough to go ahead and say that this is probably happening. So what is the why why liquid versus other teams? You know, honestly, I I don't I genuinely that is something that I don't know yet. And I think that's something that Twist uh, himself can really only talk Who is about in chat right now. <laughs> so he can just join if he wants. <laughs> I mean, it would be, it'd be, it'd be great. I, I'll give up my spot for for Twist if he wants to come on and, and answer some some hot seat questions I did, here. I did see Twist TV and, and chat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I can't speak honestly about what Twist, what his mentality is uh, coming back to Liquid. Um, all I've gotten, unfortunately, is just the gist of this was a move that he wants. Um, this is a move that Liquid has wanted. Obviously, there was no bad blood since the departure that they had originally. Um, and this team is exciting enough that has enough international superstars and power that this is a great opportunity, I think, for everyone. Um, I think that the team is also still going to be based out of Europe. Like, they'll be living in Europe. They'll they'll compete in the events. Obviously, Twist um, has personal reasons that he wants to stay in Europe. Um, I think the rest of the team, they understand that Europe is where to be. Um, that was the, kind of the the big push originally when, we made the, when they made that European roster. You know, better practice, better competition. You're going to go to play more events. Travel is easier. Um, and so I think from a competition standpoint, that just makes a lot more sense uh, for this team to, to yeah. still be there while being in America's core. I mean, KDN just subbed. I just want to say that because this is such a fun, <laughs> such a <laughs> gorgeous stream. I want to introduce. Also, I didn't introduce you for people that maybe don't know. This is a Ryan friend, not my friend. Is that wow. I always have you saved wow. in, my, in my phone? Wow, uh, so editor toxic. in chief for uh, Dust Two US, and we also have Roque, uh, biggest Brazilian uh, CS journalist, um, and has his own meme in the in the. In the Brazilian. <laughs> uh, welcome to the welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and be speaking about Brazilian news. And even in this episode that's so special with so many things. I was like just speaking with Ryan. They invited us out of nowhere, just like simple retiring. So it's like the biggest episode ever. I mean, he's not retiring yet. At least we don't know about it. But uh, yeah, you're you're a part of you're a part of that moment and uh, the reaction to it. Um, let's um, let's touch on the the other part of it because um, you did say they're based in Europe, but the the team is North American, so it would be like a, not North American, American, which would, which would make them play in it's... the RMR. It's Canadian. Uh, it's Canadian Brazilian. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. So you can so call it American. It's a, it's the, it's the two continents, man. I think that's good. Great, that great. I'll take that. <laughs> the Brazilian uh, part coming in is Skulls and Zeus. Uh, Zeus as the coach, kind of coming out of a semi-retirement. Uh, let's let's start. Let's start with that. What, when did that come come forward? Um, I think it was maybe last week and everyone who heard it was kind of skeptical about it because you know like you said zeus he's been out of um contention for some time he was with fluxo he didn't um had great results even the team changed a lot so i guess nobody was expecting him to be back in uh, tier one cs with liquid such a big team but he's as far as i know he's really well regarded inside the team like with management with uh, the staff that works there. So he has a lot of 
good things uh, in, in Liquid, and they wanted that back. So they called him. He's been working uh, from, I don't know, like exactly how many days, but I know he had a list of players. He was speaking, of course, uh, they want to go back to being a North American-based team so they can have the the spot in the... In the not the legends but in the major stage Omar, yeah yeah so he was looking for players and he just crossed it with uh schools i think he he was about to to join fluxo to be one of the most surprising transfers i think in the in the brazilian scene but i guess when liquid comes to you you don't have uh too much of a choice right yeah, yeah. that's for sure i mean i was gonna say just like you know, we were talking about like why twists would go there, especially considering how big of a, I mean, you have to look at it as a risk, right? Just because it's an entirely new lineup. You don't know how it's going to work. It's like Kaden working with uh, kind of outside of, obviously not for the first time outside of outside of uh, uh, Denmark, but at least for the first time since uh, he's been relevant again, essentially. Um, so that's kind of like, it's going to be a big risk if you have three new players coming in um, and just like this such a wide mix of, um of different cultures but like when i was thinking about this and and obviously i don't see into his mind but you know you have to consider like let's say twists had these like vitality falcons like flying around him as well um falcons flying that was un entirely unintentional by the way um then you would probably think like vitality is the obvious choice right like that's the most competitive team at the moment it's a pretty big organization they're probably going to offer him a decent uh decent salary you know all that stuff but if you think about it, you know, even the history aside between Liquid and, and Twists and Twists spent there, how, how long was this? Like four years, right? Because he joined in like 2017 and left in 2021, I think, um, when he left for phase. So even, even that history aside, you know, if you think about it, like Twists joins Liquid or he will join Liquid as kind of a franchise player for them, you know, like previously that was probably a leash just because he's been there the entire time. He's like the longest uh, anybody has ever spent it with a single organization, you know, such a big name. But now that he's gone, it's kind of naff who's taken on that. Uh, but Twist is obviously a lot younger than that. He's the future of Liquid at the moment, you know, if he signs with them. So I think for him that provides a lot more safety than if you go to a Vitality, you know, that is obviously operated by by this kind of like now fridge contingent with apex and and extas you know and maybe there's not so much safety there as there would be with liquid who probably want to have you as their front-facing player for several years to come now you know because you're still in your peak years so i think that could be a part of the reasoning i just remember twists is 23 i actually checked yeah he's that's i, I literally looked it up thing. now i was he's like how 16, young is he? you know so yeah. of course he's he's um yeah he's still in in his peak years as i said well, me not even like I feel like 25, 26 is like when you're when you peak and then after that, maybe go down and we even see like, I mean, rain pushing the MVP with 29. Uh, that is I think that's also going to go further down the line. That's kind of insane. Actually, pretty insane that he's so young. Um, but yeah, then uh, what about the Cadian thing? Where where did that come from? Like, was that was was it an obvious move for him or was there like a bidding kind of going on for for Cadian? Well, I think Overdrive had said it at first, you know, NIP and um, Liquid were some of his options. I think Liquid kind of put forth a, a bit of a more interesting play here of like, we're going to go do something crazy and obviously get players that I think are going to really shake this up. I mean, when you have a lineup of Kadian, Twist, Yakinder, Naf, like it almost doesn't even matter at the fifth, like who, like those are four 
highly impactful players. It's a crazy lineup. Why would you not want to at least like try it out and see what goes on for at least the first round of the major? Um, and I think that's going on for Katie. And I mean, this is just an exciting opportunity. Uh, he's going away from heroic. And, and again, as from everything I've, I've been told, he's still sticking with liquid on this decision with all the drama and stuff that's happened over the last few days hasn't affected where he's at, where liquids at, they're both together on this path of, of, you know, moving forward and they're in no rush. Uh, liquid obviously doesn't have any events uh, for like the rest of the year and, and even a little bit for that. So, so there's no, I think major like time, timeline or deadline that they have to get this done by. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that this has just become something that seemed like an attractive option. And um, that's, that's kind of how we fell into it. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, obviously, like if, if it's between NIP and Liquid, I think the the chain, <laughs> the pick there is obvious. No disrespect to uh, the Swedes and uh, that's to SE launching soon, our <laughs> Swedish, Swedish, Swedish friends. But like the, the Liquid definitely has shown to be willing to spend more, get better players, has better results over the last like since ever, like get right to left the team, essentially. So that's been a while. Um well, yeah, that's that's a that's a great pick there because obviously the Kindar IGL thing was something they wanted to move away from. Um, how did how did DAPS fall out of the picture? Can you Ryan share? Yeah, something so I think that this so there's a lot of moving pieces obviously with Liquid, um, and I want to also talk a little bit about how where OC situation is as well. So DAPS was kind of the first domino here. Um, obviously, when you saw the Rainmaker news, at first it was DAPS was supposed to be IGLing for the showdown. And then I don't know what happened, but that changed. I was I was told literally when when we had done it that this was the announcement. And then almost, I guess like it was like a day later, it was like, no, you can just gonna finish it out. So I think that there probably was some internal miscommunication or internal like not everyone was on the same level there of not knowing what's going on. I think there probably was some some issues just going on of like who's gonna really lead this team if we're gonna if we see Kadian available now if we need to go make a big splash is or do we want to hold on to the prior system zeus obviously coming in he's a great like older coach he's very well revered um how much of it was hey we don't want to actually be with daps anymore versus we now have this great coach that wants to do this great plan and we think that this we could lead this into like the next stage and and i think they looked at that option and were like you know this just might work out better if we just go for that and i and i think that's kind of how once they accepted the the option for um, for for Zeus there, that that's where everything yeah. kept going forward. What about is that? The, where the yeah, sorry, I was gonna say, is that where the Brazilian connection also is coming from mainly? Because we also heard about the Castorado link, you know, that was there. That must be like, there's not a coincidence there. Like <laughs> Zeus comes into the picture, there's like schools and Castorado <laughs> is like, well, where's that coming from? I mean, I think it's just uh, the easiest option now to go for the Brazilian players. Once you want to go back to the RMRs, of course, there's some. Uh, I saw some people, especially speaking about Switcher. Um, Switcher, I'm not sure how to, to say his name. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's just you have better options uh, or at least more experienced options in, in Brazil. Even if you look at the schools, he's been playing um, on international level, like for real for basically one year when he because he joined Pain in 2022 and Caserato of course you don't need to introduce him so it's just easier to go for the Brazilian talents also Liquid has a strong relationship in with Brazil because of Valorant Rainbow Six like Free Fire they have a lot of Brazilian streamers Brazilian players they have a giant building 
here in Sao Paulo. So I think Brazil is just a part of uh, not just the counter-strike chain of Liquid, of course, now it is, but it's a part of the strategy overall. Like Brazil is big for Liquid. Uh, they have a lot of Brazilian fans, of course, and you have on these two players. And I believe that there was more because I know Zeus had some kind of a list of players he was um, looking for, but Cacerato is like best Brazilian player, top five riflers in the world. Uh, and Schools is he's pretty young, he's pretty good, he has experience. He even that he's still young, he has been through a lot in CS. Like when he first uh, came up in the scene, playing for uh, WCHM, I will speak it in, in the Portuguese uh, Portuguese way. And he, I don't know if you guys remember, but he kind of goes to Luminosity in 2019. That Luminosity that had um, Phelps and the guys like the the other guys. He he was there, I think, in the place of one of the twins in that Luminosity team, and they like lasted for one week or something. They were <laughs> like just released from the organization in. in basically no time and he stayed there for a bit then he came back for brazil in 2021 he was again in the u.s to play for team one in the they had like six uh six players roster and it didn't work so he's been through a lot in in, in the cs and now he has like been playing in, in a huge level uh, at least performing very well in, in pain with biguzera so i think it makes totally sense to go for the brazilians of course zeus has a big part on it, but Brazil is such a huge uh, part of Liquid as an organization. And and I think the other thing is like, there's not, unfortunately, the only other American player that you're really going to go after, they're, they're going to be on complexity. I know people say Swisher, but the, the jump from tier two to tier one is so hard. And I think with the rest of the caliber of players, if like if you want to keep Yukinder as part of the project, if you want to keep Katie as part of this project, if you're trying to get twisted, none of them are going to look at the situation and go, I want to handhold a tier two American player and try to bring him up as this next level. With with OC, um, he had a really hard time that first year that he was on Liquid because he really excelled in the Cloud9 COVID era in NA. Online NA is was not good. It's it's comparable to tier 3 NA, tier 3 EU. Like let's be very honest here. And his jump up to that tier 1 level of where he's having to play the top teams in the world was hard. Everyone was really hard on OC for that first year. And I think he's kind of got back up to where he's like an average, you know, top tier opper, but it, it was really hard and I don't think that this liquid team really wanted to spend their time seeing something that was like we don't think that he'll be ready. So maybe Zeus probably had more insight into the Brazilian players and the quality, and that's why they went there. But I just, I, it's, it's, it's hard. That's, that's how, that's how it was at least like expressed on to me. I mean, it makes perfect sense because even if you say, if you're looking at how MAD are performing now, like Matt Swisher was farming NA, you know, and all the cash cups and stuff like that. But even playing against fairly lower competition in Europe, he hasn't been hitting the same peaks, you know, even like in individual games sometimes. So like imagine that jump being even one step further, you know, and you jump, jump and you play for a team that has like these big names, you know, of course, that's going to be very difficult. And generally with American players, we've seen that being very hard. You know, just coming from basically playing exclusively in NA, especially in recent years when it's been very tough to get any sort of decent uh, experience there and then, you know, making it work at such a high level. Before Ryan gets triggered and starts talking about cash cups and stuff and uh, ESEA <laughs> Premier or whatever it's called nowadays. Challenger. What Challenger. about... Um, 
what about the Caserato angle? Why did that not happen? Okay, you want to take this one? Okay, I mean, as far as I understand, it's it, it's not like Caserato just refused uh, liquid. It's more like Caserato. They got they he got asked like, "Do you want to join Liquid?" And he was like, "Okay, um, I'll see." <laughs> and actually, never like never showed that he really wanted to leave Furia. So I I don't think it, something happened that he just straight face told Liquid, "Oh, I don't want to join you guys." It's more like something that he doesn't want to leave Furia right now. So he didn't uh, like evaluates everything every option that he had. So Liquid decided to move on from him, but I don't think it's like, oh, Caserato just say no to Liquid. I don't want to join your team or nothing like that. It's more like he wasn't so excited to to join another team right now. I think, uh, of course, Fallen and uh, all the, the changes that Fury did in the last months uh, has to take a part of it. Caserato, is, it's been a part of Fury for years now. He even played on their academy team. He's so close with their owners, like Akari, Jaime. The owners of the team are pretty close with him. Of course, Gehi, um, it's not Gary, it's Gehi, uh, Yuri, <laughs> and all the, the other players. So I guess it's not just a matter of competition. You know, Furia, they have uh, a long relationship outside the server. I think it's just hard for him to leave that. And of course, he has... Uh, a big thing now he has following a player that's like for every Brazilian the most important player ever and you are playing with him so you don't want to just give it up in the the first uh offer that you have I can understand that but I also know that he would have a way bigger salary in, in liquid like way way bigger than he he gets in <laughs> inferior but nothing none of the this money didn't motivated him to make the move so I it, I just wanted to to say that it's not like he just turned it down liquid out of nowhere. It's more like I don't want to do yeah. a move right now. Yeah, and liquid saw that that there wasn't that much interest, so he's like, let's rather get someone that wants to be here than try to convince someone that that doesn't really sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's more it's more something in this way. Like, I have something new here let's say that so i want to stay a bit longer and of course you can say whatever you want a lot of brazilian fans are saying oh he's just uh he don't want to win titles he just wants to stay with furia he's like wasting his potential but i think it's more he feels good in the in this furia chin and now furia has something different it's not the same thing that we have been seeing in the in the last years they are trying something different with Fallen, and I think it's just something too huge to Caserato to give it up, uh, like two or three months without, before. Yeah, it's, without it's... without giving it a good shot, like it does make kind of sense to stick it out for at least this major, I guess, uh, and see how it goes after that. Um, what do you any anything else that we missed from this liquid angle? That OC, is... OC. What is what is <laughs> my the future boy, of my OC? boy Josh? Love Josh. Um, <laughs> OC. Okay, so Osi's had unfortunately a, like a really hard. I feel like he's got he got really hard done okay, by. Are you um, like a lawyer or something? No, like, okay, he's not a lawyer. He's his agent, but what's your cut? 
What's her cut? I don't have a cut. I just I've seen the kid go from Fragadelphia 12 all the way up to now. So it's like it, it's 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 been awesome to see this kid really grow and become one of the top players from North America. He's the best North American opera. Um, I I will say that with the arrival of Cadian, I think that there was likely an option for him to maybe even become a rifler. Like they allowed him to explore this options while they're trying to figure out like how is the team going to focus up? You're talking about But, OC, right? Not OC, Yeah, OC becoming a rifler. Um, yeah. And I think that if he did, if he was going to become a rifler, I think that probably would have like been the final nail in the coffin of like the community, the international community, just like absolutely not giving him a second chance in, in no matter what. Like, I don't think that he is going to be the rifler that would be needed for a tier one liquid team with like everyone else. And I think that like the community just would have never let him forget it, that he would have, and it would have been bad. And then he probably wouldn't have been able to get the offers that I'm hearing that, you know, he's getting he's right now. What kind of offers are you getting? Um, I have I heard okay, smiling. He's going to fury at idea. It's junior. I mean, 9Z and pain, they need new offers. So maybe. <laughs> There's, I will say that there is, um, I'm, I'm able to say that one international team, um, has reached out about the availability of OC, but other than that, I have been told time and time again, do not worry about OC. He will be fine. And, and I can imagine that he is going to be very quickly able to land on his feet. I don't know what exact team I'd be shocked if complexity after their recent run, try to go after him. I don't think that you mess with that team at all right now, considering how well they've like been playing together. M80 is the only other North American team that I could legitimately see financially go after him, but I would be shocked if genuinely they had enough money for a buyout plus his salary. So I, I think it's a complicated situation, but I don't think that like he will find himself on a team. I, yeah. I believe that. So uh, Wolfie is opting for M80 right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, cool. Uh, from, from my side in the, in the story, I think the, Maybe one cool thing to know is that Payne was actually um, wanting to sell him to Fluxo, like more than Liquid, because of course there's a huge ton of money with 600k dollars. It's just uh, 600. Uh, it's insane for even uh, the Brazilian levels of buyouts. But Payne was like ready to sell him to to Fluxo. Of course, in, in the beginning they didn't wanted to to sell him because he's such a huge part of the team. Um, but then he, he said that he wanted to leave. He wanted to join uh, Fluxo. And they were surprised that he wanted. But as soon as everything was ready, they were probably getting even like League of Legends players in the negotiations. So it was more interesting for Payne to sell him at that time for, for Fluxo. But as soon as, like I said, we have uh, Liquid in the conversation, School made his decision. He wanted to join uh, Liquid. So Payne was kind of mad with him two times. First, because they wanted to <laughs> him to stay in the team, of course. And after that, because they were like dealing with Fluxo and everything was kind of ready. Liquid come out of uh, nowhere and just grabbed him for 600. So Is that I guess they have a lot of money now. That's actually what they paid. That's that's actually the Yes, the yes. They they paid like the, the full thing or some or at least something very close to the, the 600. So it's Yeah, I mean, if you look at schools, though, like that's that is a no brainer. Like, come on, come on. Like, there's no way anybody can blame schools for making that decision. Yeah, I mean, it's just something like 
out of nowhere you it have... would be funny if uh, if pain made a statement like heroic we made all of the <laughs> we wanted to keep him he said he's gonna go we made all of these arrangements including five different players and he left us after all to another team uh, yeah but no that's that's pretty that's pretty insane and then that kind of uh there's a kind of a chain reaction off of that of like different roster moves in, in brazil that are happening so what are the what are the key things that happened or are rumored to happen right yeah i mean pain they still doesn't have someone to to be the new schools let's say like the way like they don't have someone a player that will fulfill this school spot but they are they have been Speaking with Legacy, they actually have everything arranged with Legacy for bringing NQZ, so they would replace Cassim. That's their Alper that they they brought to the main team two two months ago or something. And now they they going for NKZ to say it in, in the Portuguese way. They have everything set in the between the two organizations. But out of nowhere, Nine Z now wants uh, NKZ back. They also have been speaking with the players, so he kind of has uh, two paths to choose now. Um, the best option uh, for him, uh, it's not clear right now, but we know that Payne has a red uh, set of fee and everything else with Legacy. So it's easier for him to join Payne right now, but uh, Night Z is still in, in the competition. Of course, they need an Alper because try, uh, it's, it's out of the, the main team like Davi. And they already have Huasso, who was playing for uh, Flamengo loaned by 9Z Academy. They bring him back, but they still have this spot in the in the team. So basically, we have two of the best South American teams um, looking for an Alper. Um, 9Z, they had the option to bring Niton. That's her, their old player that's also playing head now. But he wants to stay with the team. Not just Niton, but a lot of players had offers. Of course, Barchin. Is going to legacy, but we we got some spicy stuff coming up for 9Z. I think uh, Pain getting their 50 player is one of the the biggest stories. You don't have a name right now. We of course heard some things, but I guess nothing's set. But NKZ going Pain or 9Z is the the biggest story, and we have uh, Barchin coming back for legacy. They will play. Um, some kind of outplay system with code being the primary outper. Oh my God. And so with... This is a godsend lineup for all of <laughs> Yeah, the basically. Oh, uh, Martin <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Oh my God, I forgot. Uh, Dumao Lato and La, Dumao and Lato, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yes. But now uh, Nexus is going to be the IGL. They just announced it. Uh, yesterday, code was live streaming and say that he's going to be the main outper for the team, at least for now. And Nexus is going to be the, the IGL. So. The whole structure of the team will change between uh Bartin coming up from this team and we have like i can stay here speaking about the the south american yeah, changes and, and uh, for <laughs> like forever i have just one question then uh the people maybe well, is there any news about taco is, is taco in any rotations there no uh i honestly i i don't know anything about taco he's been playing like back to playing cs in, in the last weeks he just took like huge break i think people uh, who follows him on, on socials saw that he was just like doing boxing lessons and, and and stuff like that he was totally off cs now he's back he's been live streaming he's been playing in some brazilian mixes seleção do bt that's like streamer uh, the yeah, famous yeah. brazilian streamer team and he he's been he seems like he's really passionate in uh, about cs again because i i think he kind of lost that 
and now he's back. But he's not rumored to be on any of these teams. Like I said, we have a spot in, in Pain, but I don't think he, he fits the, the idea of a, that Pain has right now because they are just putting some young players. They uh, get looks from Fluxo team. They got Kawes from Fury Academy. So I guess Taco just doesn't fit in the... And of course, I don't know if he went to, to Japan, but I think he doesn't fix... Uh, he doesn't feel in the the idea of a, that pain has as a yeah. team right now. I could have seen gone to Fluxo, but they choose it shy, the the Brazilian player that was banked on on Sharks. So I guess we don't have a lot of space for him. Even Imperial that changed the team like one month ago with the bringing no way. Um, it's just I don't see Taco fitting in a, in a team right now, but we have a lot of space. We have a lot of players that are benched, free agent. So I guess we can see some new teams coming up. And of course, we have, I think, two months for the, the open qualifiers. So I didn't expect it to have a, a transfer window, let's say, in October, but we are having one. So maybe we get another one in December. I really, really don't know. The Brazilian scene is just crazy right now. People... Basically, every big teams we we call them the big six, like the 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 mostly most important teams uh, in the Brazil, with Imperial, Fluxo, Furia, Legacy, MIBR, Pain. So just MIBR and Furia didn't change anything. So it's gonna be really really crazy times ahead. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the phase complexity merger and uh we can start actually by asking this question because it's kind of tied to the liquid thing uh how does twists get out of phase is it the buyout is his contract gonna run out what is the what is the angle there do we know any anything about it i think he's been kind of on a, in a weird situation for a while so i think it's basically a free transfer type type deal i don't think uh, um i don't think there's any sort of buyout required <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching Striker's cats <laughs> throwing shit <laughs> in the background. Uh, so, sorry, I zoned out. Did you say that? What did you say about him again? Did you say he's just going to walk? Uh, no, I, I think it's it's basically a tra free transfer. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Uh, but, and what is, what is happening with this uh, merger? What are we hearing? Because just to kind of lay down the basics, um, complexity, owner owner company is acquiring phase so they're going to merge into a new thing um essentially from what i heard like the phase branding is going to be the most prevalent thing but about the cs team that's maybe not the same case because of the prices of the players and the salaries and everything so ryan you're probably this is this is finance plus na counter-strike this is your fucking bread and god love this speak, shit. ryan <laughs> um yeah i think on honest to god um i think that complexity stays in my opinion um this the cs team is the best in north america right right now they're number one they have all the marketing dollars they get all the attention there's literally a website that i run that will like talk about what they order on doordash as their boot camping like you, <laughs> they get a ton of free press as being the best american team and 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 that's how they're that's how they're being um, positioned. The salaries are at a massive discount. Their performances, if I am sitting as anything to go by, even if like, say they only make quarterfinals for every other event that they ever do, 
everyone will eat that shit up and love it. And they will continue to operate as probably a self-sufficient machine. And, and when you look at, like, think about the majors, they're going to get sticker money. They're going to get all of this extra cash that flows through the Paris major. Like, what is it bringing in that brought in like millions of dollars. So when you have a very marketable team and has run at a much lower cost and performances, yeah, they're fine. I mean, complexity isn't a dumpster fire, so they can continue on with it. Like if it's a, if complexity was like losing every single thing, I think this might be a different discussion, but okay. they're not. And, but what and is, I think they're going to stick in. What is then happening with the phase lineup that is currently I, I think playing perfect? I think that they stick to, I don't, I don't understand where everyone's like, oh, well, they obviously have to split up. I don't, think oh, that's think, like but i like yeah i think that they might try to get poached but i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility where they find a fifth game square goes ahead and goes yeah sure let's find the fifth bio and then boom let's try and sell this off as a package and we can sell it to whatever european or maybe a north american esports organization that wants to come back in and say hey listen you can do what cloud nine did with gambit just jump right in buy a highly achieving top tier highly marketable team here you go yeah, costs yeah. are going to be a little bit higher, but if you want to be the best esports organization and have your name in CS:GO be at the front, like be at the forefront, this is it. This is the way that you. Wouldn't do. it be fucking hilarious if complexity becomes phase, and then all of phase except twist goes to another team, and they are like Joe's CS:GO team, whatever, and they just exist at the same time, like phase <laughs> and fake phase. That'd be fucking hilarious. I I highly doubt that the complexity branding for Counter-Strike is going anywhere. I would, is, be, I would be shocked. You know what's weird to me about that? I, I can't say that I've heard so much about that, Why? other than like neither of them. Huh? Okay, sorry. Please, because, please finish. Because over Jason Lake's <laughs> dead body. Jason Lake will, will probably oh, he, yeah, murder someone. Just, that's that's the Dallas Cowboy after Jason Lake. Yeah. I would be shocked. If, I, I would be shocked if the complexity brand dies. Just for e just for its esports properties, for branding, for marketing, for for culture, for streaming, you know I, I could see Phase existing, and I think that's that's how they're shifting. They bring they brought all the like OGs, whatever the fuck those guys are. They brought them back to run the YouTube channel again. Congrats! And I think that that's how they're just going to run it. Like they're going to create the culture and marketing, and and Complexity is running an efficient machine about that. But I don't think that Phase as an entity will be like I personal opinion. I just don't think. Think. Sorry, please go. Okay, so here's something. here's my problem with what you're saying is that the CS part of it, look, the overall esports part of it, I would understand because, like, I also don't have enough of a knowledge about FaZe's other esports uh, teams, <laughs> to be fair. But from a CS standpoint, FaZe is literally one of the top three most viewed teams of, of anybody. Like, Navi, FaZe, and G2, I think that, well, they would be the Brazilians probably at this point, right? Uh, one of the Brazilians would be there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those three phases are among the top three most viewed teams of anybody in CSGO. So in terms or you used to be in CSGO, obviously. So for in terms of like CS branding and like how much what each team pulls in, obviously you also have to consider like, okay, like phase are probably worth like the players are probably worth three times as much as the entire complexity roster, you know, if not more. So yeah. like from that perspective, I understand like the balance is different. But from a brand perspective, phase is a fucking massive name and like they dumpster complexity in terms of that and how much uh, like viewership there is uh, behind phase and behind complexity. Obviously, you know, you don't solve that by just putting the NA team in, in phase because that suddenly becomes a much less viewed esports team. Right. I just say that. And a lot of the fan base that viewed or like we're following phase will just go to wherever the phase players 
are going exactly. probably. That's what Counter Strike fans do. Counter Strike fans are not loyal really to a well, brand. It's I would very, say that's, it's it's I would very say that's hard. changing now. I think that's changing now. And if, if you look at like the the big big teams that have been like a thing for a while, like if you look at Navi, obviously now that they have the international team, they are still massively followed. Even though mm -hmm. you know JL and Emma are are no big. I mean, teams. FaZe and G2 no, also, when they had bad teams, were one of the most viewed teams. Yeah. Like and also Astralis, 10, 15, you know? also Astralis has massive pull in Denmark, even when while Heroic were a much more competitive team. Heroic weren't pulling as many, as, as big numbers, like on a like compar comparative basis. Like they didn't sell as many jerseys, all that stuff, you know? So like as much as I, yes, I think generally you're probably right that fans migrate with uh, their favorite players slash, you know, cores of teams. You know, like I'm sure a lot of the people who are following Gambit just went over to Cloud9 just because the entire team moved. But also, there's no more Gambit to follow, and <laughs> they didn't have that uh, that legacy I mean, behind them. You know, but, but think about I mean, and it also I guess it also depends like how fans like the brand itself, right? Yeah. Part of the reason that I believe that Liquid has decided to go back to the Americas is because of they had four months of pure hell from fans it was deafening they like it was crazy how yeah. insane north american fans were like liquid you have a bit like every day it was like you have abandoned us you are traitors we would get comments on our dusty articles every time of just like why are you covering this shit team and it's like you, okay like and that's I get it because you get no quarter. comments otherwise so but i just i think that fans are a very big part of of how you follow them and i think that they follow them for specific reasons and i don't necessarily know if you just replace the complexity brand with phase i don't think you get the same attention i yeah. i i, I but just is there, I, uh, is there a world where this is what people on the forums are saying that the two teams merge or that some players from phase become a part of complexity is that is that a no, possibility no because the complexity complexity is the esports entity and the esports property and if they're going to come in and take phase esports properties, they're still going to have to operate under the similar budgets that Complexity has. They cannot afford. So they can to... get ROPs, but they, they can play like they can't 8, get 000, ROPs. They can't 10, get ROPs. They, 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 they can't get twist. They can't get any of these guys. They can't afford them. They can't. It, it's not how that's working. They they can't afford them. So I, I I see no world unless someone buys the phase team. Will they take a complexity player? But I don't see why they do that. I, I don't see a merge happening of actual players. Um, I don't. I don't think that's that's realistic either. Yeah. Besides, you know, I don't. I don't want that to happen. I want this complexity team to stick together. I finally have something good in my life. I'd like to, you know, keep it going. Yeah, you definitely don't want. <laughs> Shame if something happened to it. Right? On that team. Oh my god, it'd be yeah. so bad. Oh no! Please, no, don't, don't join, Robs. No, no, please. I need. I don't know whoever. Whoever <laughs> go out, um, yeah. Do we have anything else to touch on, or do we want to do the skinny and air and kind of close the show and maybe see if there's any viewer questions? Yeah, if something else spills over, we can uh, we can. Yeah, see. let's uh, let's do the skinny and air. We have some. We have a quiz for you two guys. You each okay. you each have your own questions. Uh, okay. You know, you're gonna answer. Rocky is gonna have to answer about the NACS, and you're gonna have to answer about Brazilian CS. So you can click the link uh, in WhatsApp, and you can click the thing. And then when you're all ready, we can uh, we can start with the questions. Obviously, people in chat can write, uh, trade it in chat. To you almost fucked uh, that one up. I, oh, I saw it. I wanted to actually say skinny in there, so I and then I was <laughs> like, oh, and then I, no, and, and then I got to uh, trade it. So 
uh, write that in chat and uh, you get a chance to, uh, to win a skin. Let's go with question number one. Who's question this for? Four. Question for okay. Literally, okay. who is this for? <laughs> who did Simple replace on Liquid in 2016? Was it Fugly, Flowsick, or Kusta? I guess it was Kusta because Fugly was played for energy, I think. Should I click on it or just <laughs> Yeah, you can click on it. You can click on it okay. when you're ready. When you when you think you have the right answer. And the answer is Okay then. That is that is not correct. I think Kusta came in came in later. Uh Ryan, can you uh, explain this uh No, as everyone likes to say, I only started watching in 2017, so I don't know my history. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't answer that question. But there I'm was sorry. there was also the whole like beef between Kusta and and, and Simple, if you remember, like that was like a massive together. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um let's go with question number two. Question for Ryan. That's for who the question is for. Oh, uh, crazy. How many CSGO LAN events with prize pools over 100,000 were held in Brazil? Four, six. Four. Only four? You're giving it to just four. Uh, let me see. Belo Horizonte. Um, there was a past. There's Major Rio. Oh, no, there was another Rio. There was also a Pro League. Oh, fuck. All right. I'll go with six then. <laughs> Fine. I'll go with six. I'm you wanna you're gonna click it? I'm gonna click it for you. Yeah, click it for me. I don't it's know. even seven. I don't know where I'm supposed to click. And the answer is. Okay. Let's go. Bro, like underrating Brazil so much. How do you feel about yeah, this? Yeah, you forgot about the legendary Dreamhack Hill, bro. Oh I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. That's my two, bad. That's my two bad. Two ESL Rios as well. Oh yeah, and ESN oh. season four. Cloud Nine won that. Yeah. yeah. Uh let's go question number three. Question for okay. Who won Fregadelphia 18? <laughs> oh my god. In Come March on. Of I told you. EG, Nouns, or Come there on. was no Fregadelphia 18. Come on, you know this. I know you know How this. How am I supposed to know this? I know you know this. If you care about me, you know this. Fregadelphia 18 in March 2023. What? Very confusing. You branding. know this! <laughs> Has to be EG, right? I mean, they have like five teams, so maybe one of them <laughs> won it. Let's, uh, you can click, you clicked. Let's see what yes. the answer is. No! There is no Fragadelphia 18. There's what no Fragadelphia <laughs> So far, I'm up one. I know, I at least know what's going on in Brazil. This Come just on. shows how much people care about NACS right now, uh, internationally. That's, that's uh, killing just, me. Let's go, question number four. Question for Ryan. Palan and Co. went to their first major at ESL1 Katowice 2015 as Kaboom, Keed, oh. or Luminosity. Oh, it's not Luminosity. If you don't know this one. I know it's not Luminosity. I know that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna whittle this down. I know it's I know they moved. I just can't remember which one they moved from. I think it's Keed. I think it's Keed. You're gonna lock it in? I'm gonna lock it in. Good job. <sighs> Let's see. The answer is. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Damn. The only it, reason it, I remember that it's Keed and not Kaboom is because I asked Fallen in an interview in Katowice about five times how you pronounce Keed, if it's Keed or whatever. Like there was like four <laughs> and different. It, and it's like a tricky question because they qualified as Kaboom and yeah. played as Keed. That's that's so. why I was. Yeah. I was like, I knew they moved from one to one. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> 
Sagi, NA is, NA is carrying. NA is carrying this quiz. Let's see uh, the final question. Question for both. Who was the coach of the American Brazilian MIBR team? Yanko, Casad, or Zeus? Yanko? Yeah, it was Yanko. It's a very quick one. Yeah. And the answer is. Wanky. Let's go. There we go. Legendary, there we go. legendary lineup. Legendary lineup. Well, I mean, top article. four of the major. <laughs> and then they blew, that, they blew that thing up way too early. That's what Tarek said. You wrote an article on it. No. I did. You read it, clearly. I just read the headline. Oh, you son of a... Uh, <sighs> Muleware has won the giveaway. Congratulations. Uh, you'll be whispered on, on Twitch. So thank you very much for playing. Well, uh, we're kind of at the end of the show. We did everything we needed to do. Is there is there any anything that happened? Anything that we should touch on? Any questions in chat? Can you ask about G2 rumors as who they will bring in? I think there is nothing really that people know about this. Is, is there any info striker? Wait, sorry, it was G2? Yeah, if there are any changes, because nothing is really confirmed from, from G2 going out, right? So, Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's, it's hard to say what's happening in general because the whole, like the, the murmurs that I hear around Nico is that G2 are looking to sell him but he's not necessarily wanting to, to be sold, which is an interesting twist if it's true. I don't. I didn't want to say that at the time because it's just I don't want this to become a big thing because I'm not sure if that's exactly what's happening or what that exactly means. Uh, it just seems like uh, the Falcons thing was def there was definitely some talks there, but it almost sounds like Nico doesn't want to join them, but there's nobody else who would want to buy him out. So it's, it's just hard to say at this point what's happening, also how much... Monesi is like tied into this if it's because like the combo deal if it was supposed to be a combo deal that didn't happen all that stuff it seems to be more complicated than I understand at the moment and to be able to say yeah I mean there's obviously the the Hunter Nico connection that I don't think they want to break up unless they have to um and I don't I don't see why they'd they'd want to right there's there's a whole roster move towards cloud nine that was rumored back in the day before before the g2 thing came together uh a long time ago that is um so i don't know that's uh that's an interesting one to see and i i i kind of can't see it happening i kind of can't see like them two parting ways without like achieving what they're set out to achieve and which which is to win a major right together um so i think that's kind of a that's kind of a weird one i mean to be fair they didn't i mean of course well, you can say they didn't get that many opportunities, but I mean, he joined, uh, Nico joined G2 in 2020, right? So like the first three majors that would have been, would have happened, he didn't even get the chance to. And mm. now there's a switch to a new game and it's a pretty old lineup. So like, honestly, like if you look past kind of the, uh, the history there or even the connection with Hunter there, like, if, especially if you're going with Modesty, you know, if, the, if we're believing that this is a combo deal or whatever, if that's like Modesty would follow him anywhere, blah, blah, this is all that we've been hearing lately. Like those two players are the only ones you can't replace on G2. Like Modesty, you can't replace. There's no way. Like you just won't get an opera that's as, as promising as him in CS2, especially at the moment. Like he's just a crazy guy who will grind his ass off. He's just going to find all the weirdest, nerdiest shit. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't shit. even say promising at this point. I mean, he confidently is like no, one yeah, of the yeah. best offers in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, he was carrying their incredible. asses. He was carrying their asses in the, the first CS2 tournament. And like, that's very clear that he's the future of that team. So if he's gone and Nico's gone, like realistically, like that team's dead. 
Yeah, definitely need some big signs. Like Hunter and Jake has, like Hunter and Jake has hooks. None of them are like I'm not saying any of them should go at this point or anything like that. But if you're left with those three, all three of them are like 26 or 27 at this point. I think uh, Hunter's tough. 27, Jake is 27, Hooksy is 28. That is a super old core already, you know. And it's not like Nico is uh, is the the youngest as as well, you know. So overall, like Modesty is your only future if you're G2, and if he's gone, it's it's a problem, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is also a question. Doesn't FaZe play tomorrow? Is Twist going to play? What do we think about that? Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, no no contract. No contracts yes. have been signed. I Yeah, I would... I would I'm like 99% sure that he plays. No contracts have been signed with Liquid yet. Yeah. So there's, there's no... And I mean, they're not in a rush. And I, like, there would have been an announcement. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there we go. that's my understanding, too. He's going to stay for now. <laughs> And oh, and uh, I have one more note um, on the thing that I first talked about to to do it. This well, just came about in. OC, maybe? No, this is about Yekinder. Okay. Uh, Yekinder, I'm told that uh, Navi has actually never officially uh, reached out. So that's just that update. So it wasn't that Liquid even refuted the offer or anything. It's just that they never they never reached out. And Yekinder, like, doesn't want to go. So just wanted to clear that up. As I as I learned that, there you go. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean that that's it then. It was a pretty honestly pretty packed show. I feel like that was it, sick. Yeah. I feel like it's been like three and a half hours because it's like so intense and I'm so exhausted. Uh, maybe it's also the gym that I went to because I'm cool <laughs> and I work out. Uh, but uh, who knows? Who knows about that? Um, <laughs> I want to say thank you, uh, everyone, for for coming on. Uh, Ryan, Roque, do some. Roque, you talk first because Ryan was talking eighty percent of the time, as he usually okay. does. I mean, yeah, as I'm used to it. <laughs> but just want to say thank you for guys for having me, and say to everyone to go to thisshoot.com.br, even if you can read Portuguese, because we've been just in doing a insane work this month with. All the changes, all the things that are happening, CS2, everything. So I'm really, really glad that our team with uh, Vitoria, Talita, João, uh, Pumba, and Porto, we are just killing it this month. So if anyone can, uh, wants to see what's happening in the Brazilian scene, just go there. We just are doing our best. And of course, we have still have some news coming with the new pain player, with the NKZ going to pain or going to. 9z and a lot of other stuff cool thank you ryan i also want to say you should go to dust to brazil i think they're a great site so uh yeah i don't know okay Shout that's out. that's all for ryan that's yeah. it do not yeah. don't I have mean, any final words do you want to say something any shout outs nothing shout out shout out cs wednesdays and i don't know that's I, your uh, man josh yeah my boy josh josh uh what about jeff merrick's jeff yeah uh, no, we else? need new names now. We need new names. <laughs> for Felipe? <laughs> well, <there's, laughs> oh, I gotta get yeah, Keith, Casper, Casper, Will and, for and Ross. Cass. <laughs> Cass. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's it. Thank you guys. Uh, hope you have a great time with uh, the Dusty websites. There's also Sweden launching soon with uh, veteran, young veteran, uh, Swedish uh, writer, editor. Uh, uh, 
Kale Strom, Stromberg. I don't know okay. if I butchered Stromgren, whatever, Holland Krem, um, legend in the scene coming, launching soon. And there's going to be a few more announcements for some cool people uh, joining HLTV in a, in a few days and maybe in a, in a month as well. So a lot of a lot of exciting new things. So just to close the show, uh, it, it's not it's just not just roster moves in CS. There is in uh, in the teams. It's also in uh, in the writers uh, moving around. So Do you have a can I just say like I, after two hours after the show that's been two hours, I I only just noticed what it says on your hoodie. It doesn't say what I think it says. <laughs> it is that's what she said. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. that's uh, that's that's how we're closing the show. It's such a fucking stupid shirt. But yeah, before we do that, uh, shout out to our sponsors, 22Bet Steel Series, Traded GG, supporting us. We'll be back next week with Chad, and we already have a guest lined up talking a bit more about CS. We didn't talk about Sydney at all, but there's going to be uh, probably time for that and talk about some meta meta stuff and what's developing in, in CS in more, in more detail and certainly more roster moves. So stay tuned and uh, see you next week. Sports Odds, VIP program, and a variety of bonuses. Fast and easy withdrawals. Bet on every possible CSGO match and tournament, as well as any other esports game. Only on 22Bet. Are you tired of your boring old skins and looking for beautiful new ones? Trade.it.gg is your place to go for easy and secure trades within seconds. Simply pick and choose whatever item you want to trade from Trade.it's huge inventory. Verify the trade on Steam and you're ready. With the lowest fees in the market and a beautiful, easy-to-use UI, Trade.it also offers you the option to instantly sell your items for cash. We accept a wide variety of payment methods. Trade.it.gg is the go-to place whenever you want to try out fancy new skins. Start trading today at Trade.it.gg.